We do have sound effects. Yeah. It's lit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Welcome back, y'all, to Afro Movie Review, the podcast. I heard it very low. It was very low, but hopefully it's no, actually full sound. I'm about to say, that was the preview, so. You are so That's the live. I didn't know if you could hear the preview or not. I was like, did you hear that? What? I did hear the preview very low, so I just assumed that it would be full yeah. volume when we got to it. Okay, well, that's oh the actual God. intro. You know who it is. Us. Oh. The awkward ones. <laughs> this is Afro Movie Review, the podcast. The voice you're listening to right now is Mo. She, her pronouns, Afro Movie Reviewer, the chocolate chip podcaster. And I am Keats, they them pronouns, Afro Reviewer, your favorite trans podcaster. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's episode 35. We are in season three. The movie is How the Grinch Stole Christmas. Because you can't get through Christmas without this movie. You cannot. The year is 2000 because it's the, the Jim Carrey remake. Um, let's do Rock, Paper, Scissors. Y2K. Bruh. Okay. (laughs) I'll call it this time. (laughs) Rock, paper, scissors, shoot. Scissors and scissors. Gay? Okay. Rock, paper, scissors, shoot. Okay. Paper, rock. Look at that. Okay. So I will start it off. I am going to start off with a fact that's actually in one of our dry runs that we don't know if we're releasing yet. So it's something I've talked about. But April 22nd, 2000, there was a pre-dawn raid with federal agents going to seize a six-year-old named Elian Gonzalez from his relatives' homes in Miami, Florida. There were 130 INS personnel that took part in this and they like just Mm. stormed on this house. So in November 1999, when Elian Gonzalez was five, his mom, her boyfriend, and 11 other people tried to leave. They were fleeing Cuba and they were in a small aluminum bolt that had a faulty engine. So when they set off from the shores, I guess the weather was okay. Conditions were okay. But as they got into the seas, there was a storm and the storm Um, the swells of the water caused the engine to break down. So the boat just, just started like sinking. Um, The only survivors were Elian and two other adults. Okay. He said that he remembered seeing his mom over the side of the boat, doing the most that she could. And the next thing he knew he was there with these adults and people that he didn't know. So he assumed that his mom and her boyfriend drowned because he never saw them again. Um, a lot of the people on and the adults that were on the boat said the same thing that they assumed that everybody drowned because not everybody knew how to swim. They just needed, they were desperate to get out of Cuba. Um, at the time there was a, a policy called wet feet, dry feet, or the wet foot, dry foot policy. This was a 1995 revision of the application of the Cuban adjustment act of 1966. That pretty much said that anybody who was trying to immigrate from Cuba and got over a certain zone in the water would be allowed to pursue residency within a year. So prior to 1995, the U.S. government had allowed any Cubans Cubans who reached territorial um, American territorial water to go ahead and apply. And because of this, 
um, because of this being in the year 2000 and the adjustment to that policy, it meant that if people were found on boat, like whatever, as long as they didn't touch foot in America, America was able to send them back. Right. Mm. So when Elyon and the two adults were found, they were found by a boat and at first uh, like a a huge ship, like some type of commercial ship. And at first they were battling back and forth about whether or not they should even pick them up because they knew this policy was in place and they didn't know what was going to happen. It took a while. But um, in April, they decided that, you know, after the back and forth or whatever, his dad still lived in Cuba, that they would go ahead and send him back. And they did. So there is a picture. um of an INS agent pointing a military assault rifle at Elyon and an adult who absolutely looked petrified. They were hiding in the closet because I can imagine that it terrified them to have their house stormed upon by 130 agents. They were not dangerous people. They were regular family. This was, you know, people who worked like whatever. They were in America, how legally or not, it didn't matter. They weren't a threat. They just treated them as such. And um, that picture won a Pulitzer Prize in 2001 for breaking news. Um, I don't know if it was because it depicted the state of America or because I don't know how the how they had 130 INS agents with that many military assault rifles. And they also had a person with a camera who was able to get that close to get that picture in that time, how they felt that 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 family was a threat and how they justified their actions. I'm not completely sure. Um, But Elian went back to Cuba. He lived a wonderful life. He graduated from college. He's now a married man. He has a family. I don't think, I don't know, but it doesn't seem like he regrets being sent back. But at the time he was saying he wanted to stay. And I can imagine it was probably partly from the trauma of surviving the the immigration to America, losing his mom, losing the only other adult that he knew, and then being with the family that he had come to love since from November until April. So, but he went back home to his, to his dad and fuck America for that. That shit's wild. The wet foot, dry foot policy still stands. And if they don't touch American soil, they will absolutely send you back. That's mm, bothering. Mighty fucked up. Mm, Fuck this country. Regularly, I say it. <laughs> What's your first fact? My first fact is short. We got January 14th. The Simpsons received a star at the Hollywood Walk of Fame. Oh, that's which, fun. I mean, deserved, because Matt Groening is a fucking psychic or some shit, as much as they have predicted. Really? really? For real? Like, Yo. You deserve it, Mr. Psychic You. So. But it's a trip that the show The Simpsons got a, got a, a star. Yeah, I was like, oh, that's, really I mean, that's the first I'm hearing of a non-human. I was wondering, or like a whole cart, a whole series, like a show, got a star. You know, instead of like the person behind the show or the people or a character in the show. Yeah, yeah that's really cool. I guess they have that much of a cultural impact, which I, I honestly definitely truthfully agree, so. I wasn't allowed to watch it growing up. And so occasionally when I do I don't know, my mom thought it was too violent. I don't I don't know. It probably had a whole lot of adult jokes that she caught that I didn't, that she was just like, uh uh-uh. uh. But I wasn't allowed to watch it. So now when I see episodes of it, I'm like, huh, this is interesting, but I can't really get into it because part of me feels like oh. <laughs> I don't know the Simpsons. <laughs> Okay, well, I guess I'll do a, a shorter second fact. Uh, February 4th, 2000, the simulation game The Sims is developed and released in North America. 
fucking love The Sims and yes. I don't even play. I just be watching folks play and it'd be the most hilarious shit. It's actually something I could watch on YouTube regularly. What people showing their Sims content. I love black Sims content creators. I love the um it'd be the, Pods, they listen. What are they called? No, the mods. The mods, they be wilding on them things. How your um, sims get pregnant and then leave their baby? Bah, bah, they be up there fucking wild sex, drugs, murdering people. That shit is hilarious. I literally it's bought so the sims funny. because of other people's content, and then I realized, oh shit, they're playing on the computer. So I can't, I can't do the same mods that I do that they do on the computer on PS4. But it's still really entertaining. Um, so Sim started off as Sim City in 1989. It was developed by Maxis and published by Electronic Arts, but it was ind- independently developed by a guy named Will Wright and released on a number of platforms from 1989 to 1991. The original Sims Sims goal was to create a city, develop residential and industrial areas, build up infrastructure, collect taxes, and pretty much further the development of like a small unincorporated city but the whole point of it was to increase the standard of living based on the population maintain a balance between different sectors so that no like yeah you had ritzier areas which you see that in sims now they have areas that are richer but pretty much you can afford coming into they try to make you feel as though you are capable of maintaining as long as you do what you're supposed to do it's really capitalistic and like being a part of a cog, but he pretty much was desire, desiring to have a virtual dollhouse because he lost his home. He lived in Oakland and there was a firestorm in 1991. He lost his home. And so it went from being just being in a city and developing a city to him divide, deciding that he wanted to develop a whole house, mm-hmm. people living in there and everything. So Sims was born. Um, it was released for Microsoft Windows, February 2000. And by 2005, it had seven different expansion packs. Sims 2 came out in 2004. Sims 3 came out in 2009. And Sims 4 came out in 2014. I just bought Sims 4 like a year and a half, two years ago. Like the shit still hits because the expansion packs and the mods are just that awesome. So Sims. Well, actually, Black creators have made the expansion packs and mods that awesome. I don't know if Sims really really would have gotten me if not for them. Yeah, that's the whole reason why I started playing. Yeah. Even because they have it on the phone. Like they that's have what it on I the phone. On. They have it on um Switch. Like you can play it on so many different ways now. And it's on different on different platforms. It's awesome in different ways. Like it's a really fun game. I just hope mine ain't dead, because I don't remember the last time I logged in. I feel like they just be in there surviving on their own. They might be a little fucked up when you come back, but they, for the most part, be like, bro, I'm not just going to sit here and not be funky. I will go to work. I will take a shower. <laughs> Thank God. Like, damn. For real. Bless. Because if you have to stand there and be a part of it all the time, it would kind of be like those, I think it was in Japan or wherever they have those internet cafes where that person like sat there and dedicated all of their time to their online baby and really let their real life baby die. Do you remember that? Fuck no. Bruh. What the yes. fuck? They real life baby starved to death and they was over there making sure that that internet baby was fat and happy. Damn, I gotta look that up now. I know. I need to remember what to, or like look into when that was so that can be a fact on one of those years because that shit was crazy. Mm. Crazy. Okay, what's your uh, second fact? My second fact is May 4th 
the I love you virus originates in the Philippines. Whoa. So it sounds so cute, right? I it love sounds you. so sweet and, and endearing. Hell no. Uh, so it was created by a student and he spread it via email with the subject line being, I love you. Oh. And the student at the time was poor and without internet. And so he created this malware to steal other users' passwords so he could gain access to the internet as he believed internet access was a human right. I know that's right. Which I agree. But where he agree. fucked up, he removed the geographical restrictions and he used a method described in his rejected under, undergraduate theses. So it was easy to find him. Yeah. Easily so traceable. That bitch spread like wildfire once he removed them restrictions. And then within 10 days, 50 million infections were reported. Ooh. 10% of internet connected computers in the world were affected. It went from Philippines to Hong Kong to Europe to the U.S. Caused anywhere between 5.5 to 8.7 billion in damages worldwide. And then another 10 to 15 billion to remove the worm. Woo, from a student. A student <laughs> fucked up people like that. Wow. Um, the Philippines uh, National Bureau of Investigation caught him, but they released him and dropped the charges because there was no laws against writing malware at the time. So there's not they had to change that he changed the game. Wow. Imagine had but, he done this in ninety nine. He would have fucked up because that whole oh the Y two K is good shit. He would have fucked <laughs> up people's heads. Oh my God. But my thing is like so y'all spent an estimated on the high end what twenty something billion dollars just to like repair the damages when y'all could have just made that shit free to begin with. It, it should have been, been like you know what if if people want to go out through all of this to get some internet maybe we should give them some basic internet even if it's just basic give it to them. Damn y'all sit here and spend all this money trying to clean it up maybe if it was free. We wouldn't have and it probably would have been half that cost to just install internet where everybody everywhere. Could have it. Like, mm. Mm. okay, my third fact is actually something you'll get into. When you said May, I almost got excited. May fifth, <laughs> it was the, the conjunction. Yes, the day after conjunction of the Sun, Mercury, Venus, Mars, Jupiter, Saturn, and the Moon all together. I saw that shit and I was like, I low key want to bring up a chart to see where we. (laughs) I did. I really thought, all right, Keith's going to have this one. But okay. So I had to figure out what that means. Planetary conjunction is when two or more astronomical objects, such as asteroids, moons, planets, or stars, appear to be close together in the sky as observed from Earth. So on May 5th, 2000, those seven planets came together and grouped within a circle of 26 degrees. Damn. That's crazy. So if you were born May 5th, 2000, I love you want to pull up this chart. Bad bitchery. <laughs> I mean, you got to be, you got to be, right? The Astro Babes and multiple cultural uh, prophecies were trying to predict all kind of wildness for that day. They said that there was going to be polar ice shifts, cataclysmic earthquakes, gigantic tidal waves. Damn, you know, how y'all put they, that on these folks? But they not on the people, they on the day, on the power of the planet over the tides and all of that kind of stuff. They just thought that the earth, the earth was going to get fucked up. And blessed, there was no reported catastrophic events on earth that day. And I think that what it was, was that the, the energy of everybody who got born was like, no, nah, I'll take that. <laughs> I'll take that. So I thought that was very cool. Um, 
Yeah, there was no major events, but it was seven planets in 26 degrees of tightness. And you could see it looking up. I don't know that that means that you don't need a telescope, but sometimes when you go outside and like, let's say it's Jupiter or whatever, because that's you my sometimes. You can see it straight up next to the moon or wherever. If they tell you, look, you know, however many like turn three feet from the moon and look up that bright ass thing. You can see it. So I can imagine that that was like, ooh. <laughs> Wild times. Wild. I'm going to pull that up and maybe do a TikTok about it. I don't know yet. But <laughs> my third fact <laughs> and final, February 23rd, Carlos Santana. Receives nine Grammy Awards for his album, Supernatural. Because that motherfucking album bopped. Uh, It reached number one in 11 countries and certified 15 times platinum in the U.S. He got Record of the Year, Album of the Year, Song of the Year, Best Pop Performance by a Duo or Group with Vocals, Best Pop Collaboration with Vocals, Best Pop Instrumental Performance, Best Rock Performance by a Duo Mm. or Group with Vocals, Best rock instrumental performance and best rock album. I think the song is um is is called Supernatural or it's called So Cool. I can't think of it, but it's with Rob Thomas. I'm gonna say. Either way, the shit was a bob. The main one I remember is um Maria Maria. See, that was on that album too. And that, what I'm thinking of is um because you just like the ocean. Under the moon, smooth, same as smooth. There you go. You uh, so smooth with smooth hit, but Maria Maria was on that fucking album. And that was on that fucking album. Wow, wow, because he did pop and he did his little, like, you know, RB, whatever, sultry thing. Yes, that was a good, and every man that man can stream a guitar like what? because his older i know carlos santana from his older music Carl, and then you know because my parents right mm-hmm. but that album put carlos santana into the like world on the map for my generation again you know and he was older he was on that guitar getting it mm-hmm. wonderful fact so yeah oh. props to him yeah okay so you know what time it is it's the plug. Because <laughs> we got them effects. Yes, effects. Okay. I want to shout out um, <clears throat> the people who told me about these little lime <laughs> dehydrated things that you can add to your water. Because apparently adding citrus to your water is beyond just being like spa water and being fancy or whatever, but it does help you sometimes with um, absorption because I was drinking a lot of water and still feeling like I was not having, like I was often dehydrated. I'm still dehydrated because I don't drink enough water, but I feel like the water that I'm drinking now is being absorbed in my body better. And I appreciate the fuck out of that. I didn't know about citrus being so powerful or whatever, but I got introduced to these little dehydrated lime packages that one of my friends is like, "Mm, uh, there's a preservative, but it's getting me to drink water. Every package is the equivalent of like a quarter slice of lime. Mm -hmm. I am getting to it. I also brought um, one that's like a grapefruit flavor, which I heard is good for people who are working out. Babe tried to explain it to me. Something about lactic acid. Nigga, I don't know. Either way, the addition of these little lime things is making it so that I'm drinking more water. 
and I am very proud of myself. So I want to shout out that person. Um, Melanie, you did that. Yeah. And it's not your fault. American water doesn't have any minerals in it. Like there's no nutrients to it. And I'm not necessarily a spring water person. Like it took me a while to get into water. You're supposed to. Like I get it. You're supposed to, but spring water is thick. uh, I just. Like, mm, why is it thick in in my mouth? For like spring water. I do. And maybe, maybe if I introduce these little lime packets or the grapefruit packet to the spring water, I won't be so bothered by it. But at this point, I am able to drink way more water because it has a little bit of flavor. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. it, it's it's not just this water ass flavor. And y'all know my theory on water is like, that water tastes water like that. Water tastes, tastes like, like your mouth. No, it tastes like tastes your mouth. So good. I don't know why people don't. It tastes because so the people who think that water is gross think it, it's something like me. It tastes like your mouth, and a drink is supposed to be something that refreshes you and like gives you a different not only for your body to be refreshed, but for your palate to be refreshed. Like that's what I think of when I think of drinks. Now I'm appreciating water because I'm thinking of it as hydration and nourishment for my body. So I'm drinking it. But before it was just tasting like my mouth, not changing my mouth. And I was also drinking water and still feeling dehydrated. So I was like, bitch, give me some juice. Put a little apple juice in there. But so you're going to be even more dehydrated with juice all the sugar. Absolutely. Absolutely. This is what I'm figuring out. But it was a flavor thing. It was a flavor thing. I will drink. Maybe I should have been drinking like, you know, whatever, 12 ounces, 16 ounces of water and chasing it with like three ounces of apple juice, just like a shot. Mm, that could work. You know what I mean? Because it would have given me the taste of, and I don't know, but either way, these you lime packs is the... doing the thing. Yeah, so that's my plug, is yeah. is Mel and these True Lime dehydrated lime packets. <laughs> <laughs> my plug for the episode is going to be Wikipedia. Dot com. Dot com. Because that is not the... Plug, but whatever. <laughs> I do it to everything. I do it too. I do be mixing, matching uh, people's lo- sayings and shit. Whatever. Oh, 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 oh Charlie. <laughs> no, it's good and goddamn well. That's not theirs. <laughs> and then just because I just added Waffle House to the end of it. Why? Because it matched the cadence. <laughs> but. Wikipedia is that nigga. It is that True. bitch. Um, you can get. I know what your teacher said to me. I'm like, oh, it's not a reputable source. Da, 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 da. They haters because they didn't have <laughs> Wikipedia when they was a child and when they was going through school. Because if you scroll down at the bottom, is all their sources. They cite everything. Sure like they are the most <laughs> partial, neutral thing. You need to give your money to Wikipedia. You need to donate I'm not to Wikipedia. Sure. Because you know they got the thing on the top right now. Like, please give us Yeah, like, please donate, please. Because mind you, we are year three in a pandemic. Not a lot of businesses have been making it. And I would really like it if Wikipedia wasn't so the way politics is going. Can you imagine Mm. Wikipedia being owned by like a right wing politician? It's possible. So to keep Wikipedia as neutral in the resource that it is please donate even if it's only like two dollars even if it's a because that's all they ask for a dollar two dollars they got increments at the bottom they do they not care they just want some of your money they just want to survive because they don't want to have to sell and i feel like people were at home during the pandemic 
like the true parts of the pandemic. Wikipedia searching everything. That and we We've, use Wikipedia. Like we yeah, use Wikipedia. We We've donated to Wikipedia. Yeah, we do. For Shout everything. That is all of our research. Shout out to Wikipedia. Please uh, keep it alive. Word the plug. All right. You know Let's what time it is? Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so again, actors and actresses. Yeah, How the Grinch Stole Christmas, the year is 2000. I have five people. I think I have six. Let me open up the tab. I got two more tabs open. No worries. I'm going to drink some of this good old water. Yeah, I have six. Six? Okay. And why I just realized we have not been doing this synopsis. I. Mm. I was like, do we not do that? No, no. no I think we did it later kidding. on. No, no, no. I think we might have done it later on. I haven't listened to an episode to hear how, you know, dang. Okay. We'll remember this time. Okay. So the actor, since I have, I have five, you have six. I have, who's your best for last? My best for last would have to be Christina, in my opinion. Christine, Christine Bransky? Christine Bransky. Okay. Yes. I think my, my best for last is, um, Taylor Momsen, okay, or or Christine Baranski. I'm with nope. I'm with you, Christine Baranski. All right, so let's get it then. Who's your first two you want to start with? Uh, I don't want to start with Jim Carrey because I'm going to talk so much shit about him. So okay, let's, let's start with Josh Ryan Evans. Do I have that? I don't have him. Who is that? Okay, Josh <laughs> Ryan Evans played Little Grinch. Oh my God! Yes. Okay. Excellent. So Josh Ryan Evans, American actor who became popular, like most known for his role as Timmy Lennox in the soap opera Passions. Um, in that character, he was a doll. He was an evil, uh, like an evil doll that the evil witch Tabitha Lennox brought to life with magic. Um, and on that show, he was 17 years old when he started on that show, but he was playing like an itty bitty doll because I think he was three foot nine. Um, and he was nominated for a Daytime Emmy Award in 2000 and won two Soap Opera Digest Awards in the year 2000 and 2001. Nice. Um, he was born in Hayward and passed away at the at the age of 20 in the year 2002 in San Diego, California. What? Um, he was undergoing a medical procedure for complications related to a congenital heart condition that he had. Mm-hmm. And just so happened that on the soap opera passions he had recorded a death scene so the day that they announced his death they aired the episode and dedicated it to him um but he did so he was on passions he did um how the young stole christmas and he debuted as a toddler in the movie baby geniuses in 1999 he was five and then in 2000 when he did how the young stole christmas he was six so i'm a fan wow. of him yeah, yeah, I'm a fan of his. I was wondering why I hadn't seen him, and that was the why. Mm. Yeah. So who do you have? Let's see. Do you have, you have Jeffrey, Jeffrey Tambor? Tambor. Yeah. Okay. Mayor Augustus, um, American actor. Like most actors, he started off in theater and Broadway. Um, mm-hmm. He made numerous guest appearances on Taxis, MASH, Golden Girls, Three's Company. He got a 
he was on the Larry Sanders show, which earned him four Emmy nominations as a sidekick. Mm-hmm. He did a few TV shows that were like him as a starring role, but like they canceled it after a few episodes. And I was like, that's interesting. Um, uh, he did The Hangover. He's an archer as Lynn Trexler. I don't know if mm-hmm. you know who that is. I'm like... I do, because you know I watch Archer. Yeah, I'm like, I only know Bob, so... <laughs> Bob. Because <laughs> they got the same voice actor. Oh, because Archer and... Yeah, okay. Yeah. John, H- so. <laughs> H- John Benjamin, whatever. Okay, that's hilarious. He did... Um, uh, I, I know him as George Bluth Sr. and Oscar Bluth on Arrested Development. Mm-mm. Um, which is <laughs> which is it's hilarious he's that show is funny um he also played uh a trans woman by the name of Maura Faferman on a show called Transparent from 2014 to th- 2017 uh, he was awarded a golden globe for his portrayal in 2015 and also got two primetime emmy awards um as outstanding lead actor in a comedy series out of the three nominations that he received on that show thing about this is, is that during that time in 2017, he had multiple mis- sexual misconduct allegations, allegations that came out and they decided that, you know, he could no longer portray Mora. I think that bless, like, you know, it, the, the allegations were dropped, not dropped or whatever, but they just kind of fizzled out or whatever. He made multiple apologies and was just like, Oh, I'm sorry for my behavior. Like, you know, whatever he was on, um, arrested development from 2003 to 2006. He was on there again in 2013. And then post him being on transparent and having these allegations, he went back from 2018 to 2019. I thought it was interesting that you brought up Archer and him playing on Archer because Jessica Walter, who was the co-star on arrested development, said in an interview in 2018 that in almost 60 years of working, she had never had anybody yell at her the way that he did on set. She said that she was completely offended by his behavior and that he was he was difficult the way that people said that he was. But she said that he apologized and she wouldn't have a problem working with him again. So it's interesting because she plays on Archer. Hmm. They literally had her. They the people who wrote the character for Mallory on Archer wrote that character based off of her character from Arrested Development. So when Mm. she heard about this, she was like, let me see if it's funny, if it's good. And when she liked it, she said, sure, I'll do it. And they were blown away. They couldn't believe it. So I don't know if he came on later, if it was after what, but she said she wouldn't mind working with him again. And and it's it's different when you're doing voice acting because maybe she was just at home in her booth and didn't have to see him or whatever. But interesting that she did not, you know, mm. Mm. <laughs> I don't like the fact that he played a transgender woman, him being Did a not. cis male. Did he, not. He won that Golden Globe two primetime Emmys, which he had been nominated for primetime Emmys throughout his whole career, but didn't get it until he not played one. this role. Not one. He also got that SAG Award and a Critics' Choice Award, which the only person... You can, I don't, you cannot just be like, oh, I'll be transgender for pay or I'll be gay for pay. You could be straight for pay like Queen Latifah. <laughs> Come on like, now. Every movie that she's in, like, but I just, you could have gave that to a transgender woman. Yeah. Like, and I don't understand because I watched that show. Did you? For briefly. I um, had never even heard of it. It was good, but I didn't know he was a cis man. Like I wow. watched it like out of the blue with a friend, um, but that's bothering because it's like you have all of these people 
And you telling that me could, you could have given too opportunities lazy. too. Yeah, you could have given given an actual trans woman the opportunity to win those awards, have it be groundbreaking for trans actors. Like it could have been such a big thing in but 2015 you, to well, what was it 2014 to 17 because we should have already had these shows, but the yeah. fact that you want to give it to a cishet male. And like you're telling me you couldn't find a trans a transgender Jewish person. Yeah, it was that Stop hard. playing with me. Stop like, playing with me. That shit pissed me off. Yeah, that did make also, me mad. Besides the sexual misconduct allegation, he's also a former Scientologist. So yeah, I really don't like mm. that. All bad. <laughs> and what's fucked up? What's fucked up is that he did voice acting for a whole lot of things. He was in SpongeBob SquarePants the movie. He was in Monsters mm-hmm. vs. Alien. He was in Tangled. He was in Trolls. He was in. Um, Lionheart in 1998, and then he was also the announcer for Hollywood Squares from 2000 to 2003. So he's just in all kind. Like we know his voice. So even mm-hmm. still, I just feel like he needs to have better sense of like like better discretion. I don't like. I'm not a fan. It's on him, and it's on the the people who cast these roles as well. Like you guys Very don't, true. and the people who approve it. Like I'm sure once you get like a casting director, you have to be like, oh, okay, yeah, I want this person in the role, or yeah, no. I don't agree with your choice, casting director. Like, it's a, multiple people would have had to approve. There's this. multiple people who could have said no, who said so, yes. Yeah, I'm with you on that. Assholes. So, after Christina, do you have Bill Irwin? I do not. Who is that? That's Daddy Lou Who. Lou Lou Who. <laughs> I do not have him. So this dude, I when I researched him, I was so delighted. He's an American actor, clown, and comedian. I said, you're a professional clown? I love that. that you can so be delighted fun. by that shit. I am terrified. I'm glad I didn't look into him. <laughs> Fuck that. Ew, no. No, Jesus. No, Black Jesus. That was the power of the Lord protecting me. What? Ooh, no. okay that's the small fact about the man he looked like a clown he looked like a clown leave him oh my god (laughs) i was gonna say leave him alone but i'm like he looks he's not not bad like okay so he's regular face i'm sorry (laughs) he's best known for his clown work but like (laughs) i'm all that's a small part of his life it's not (laughs) <laughs> just as most well don't work um okay he also did like 1980s popeye he was popeye yeah oh, so don't be scared <laughs> so um other than that he did like my blue heaven he did hot shots he also appeared in like snl third rock from the sun law and order he got hella awards like my dude got a national endowment of the arts in 81 and 83, he got a Guggenheim Fellowship. Okay. That's a grant. And he got he was the first performing artist to be awarded a five-year MacArthur Fellowship. He won a New Year, New Year, New York Drama Critics Circle Special Citation, an Outer Critics Circle Award, a Drama Desk Award. He got an Obie. He got two Tonys. Like, my okay. good words. <laughs> so... Okay. I'm a fan. <laughs> okay, okay, I can be a fan for the for the Popeye stuff. That other shit, <laughs> count me out. I'm sorry. No, that's fine. Don't be sorry. That's him. 
That's his decisions. <laughs> I'm a fan, I guess. Whatever. <laughs> <laughs> so I have uh, Taylor Momsen and Jim Carrey. Okay, I have Molly Shannon. Betty. Who? I had Molly Shannon, but I decided... Okay, so let me do Taylor Momsen real quick. Okay. So Taylor Momsen, American musician, musician, singer, model, and former actress. She retired from acting in 2012 after being on uh, the CW's teen drama series, The Gossip Girl, from 2007 to 2012. I've never seen the show, but I don't me know. Neither. She uh, played Jenny Humphrey. Since 2009, she has been the front woman for the band Pretty Reckless. Uh, they are signed with Interscope. They have four albums that they released, and she is... They are like the first female fronted band to have five number one singles um, when their song Death by Rock and Roll hit number one on the charts. I thought it was very, very cool. She said that um, because she started off like, you know, she was a model. She started modeling when she was like two. um, No, I'm sorry. She started acting when she was in two. She was in a shake and bake commercial. Um, And then in 2008, when she was 14, she was signed to IMG Models. She said she had no life, no real friends. She said that being on Gossip Girl was cool, but it kind of ostracized her even more. So music is the only place that she feels like she can really be herself. And I thought that that was cool, that with music being the place that she feels the most freedom, that she's getting recognition. Because to have top one or, you know, charting hits or whatever, and to be recognized as the first, you know, that's mm-hmm. awesome. So, did you have her? Yeah, I like her. She, all I had to add was that she was the face of Madonna's 2010 fashion line, Material Girl. So, she's that bitch. Um, she's a and, material girl. And she okay. did, uh, in 2011, she was a supporting act for Evanescence. And I think she did a song with them. I'm not okay, sure. and Evanescence is really that band, That's so like, I don't have no complaints about that. I mean, we got them vocals, but they used her fourth single. On, as the last song in the Gossip Girl series finale. So my girl is getting paid. She was I getting like paid. It. Yeah, I'm a fan. Yeah. So, okay, let's get into Molly Shannon because we've done her on a dry run episode. So I have facts about her, we but I. Her. We, we have. have. We did um, Night at the Roxbury. Yes, we did. I was like, mm-hmm. wait a minute, which one? Nope, we sure did. We um, did. I'm going to keep it short then. She's an American actress and comedian who was an SNL cast from 95 to 01. She was actually one of the few members that they kept when they decided to do that season 21 overhaul and was like, fired. Everybody, you can stay. Mm. (laughs) Um, She has appeared in Seinfeld, Will and Grace, Night at the Roxbury, Sex in the City, Never Been Kissed, Osmosis Jones. Get into it. Oh, it might have been Osmosis Jones. So, and other yeah. than that, she worked. She got a children's book. She got a Film Independent Spirit Award in 2017. I don't mind her. Molly Shannon, she, um, her, one of the facts that I remember is that her dad was drunk driving and killed, like, her mom and a sibling, I think, no. um, in the crash. And she was raised by, like, her aunt and uncles and went to Catholic school. And they said that, she said that part of the reason that she has the sense of humor that she has is because she had to get over that tragedy. And we talked about the um, correlation between comedians and very dark histories and dark feelings or mental health and things like that. Mm-hmm. Um, again, this might have been a dry run episode, so I don't even know that it's been talked about in that way. But Molly Shannon is a powerhouse of an actress, powerhouse mm-hmm. of a comedian. She has gotten into a couple of um, dramatic 
roles as well. She's not always in comedy, but when she is in comedy, she is funny. She's um, and she's she's everywhere. She's everywhere. She's held her own on the SNL cast alongside with Will Ferrell because she was a part of that group, like that mm-hmm. time. And she's one of the few women that you can name from SNL during that time outside of um, Tina Fey and Amy Poehler. Amy Poehler. Those are the ones that you can name. And like I feel right like they came the after her. I, think I so. don't know that, but I feel like they did. So, you know what I mean? She gets her props. So I'm a fan. Yeah. So let's do James Eugene Carey. Okay. Let's get into it. Uh, Jim Carey. Canadian American actor, comedian, and artist. Yeah. They described his comedy as energetic slapstick. And I had to think about it. And I was like, yeah. What is a slapstick? I feel like that's when you have to slap your knee. Because it's like, ah, ha, 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 Yeah. Like. Okay. Yeah. I'm like, okay, I get you. Okay. I, I, I he can, gained I recognition. Yeah, I can accept that. I can. Um, he gained recognition being on a sketch show just like SNL, but wasn't. It was In Living Color. He was on there from mm-hmm. 1990 to 1994. Um, black people giving their you know, giving people their push into fame. I think that part of the reason that Jim Carrey is so funny is because he had to make black audience, mostly black audiences laugh. Um, SNL had been around and of course in living color has kind of died down. But I think that if, if the black content creators, the comedians of today were able to come together and put out, you know, weekly or daily shows or whatever in the same setup of SNL, but with in living color, like foundation and heart at mind that it could be something that they do again. But the Wayans family has said that there's far too much content coming out every day for them to feel like they can compete. The reason that they did things the way that they did is because they had people who were geniuses in comedy, but they were able to put out full thoughts, full content. And now you have some of that content in three minutes at a time. You don't need it from TV shows anymore. But part of the reason Jim Carrey was as funny and is as funny as he is, is because he got his, his stripes in comedy in front of black audiences that weren't taking that little dry stick, whatever. If slapstick is one, then dry stick gotta be one too. I don't know, but they weren't taking <laughs> bullshit. <laughs> I don't think that's how that works, but that's no, I get you. Goes, you know, you know, they just weren't. Yeah. So that led him to his Ace Ventura days, mm-hmm. which I've only seen Ace Ventura into the wild or nature call something like that. Oh, the first, you haven't seen Pet Detective, the first one? No. Is it important okay. to it's do you have to oh my god that fucking humming stopped it is brick <laughs> it's cold outside and people's uh acs are doing the most they're trying it's like so hard 16 degrees y'all yeah it's um cold. so ace ventura pet detective kind of starts it sets the scene for kind of like yeah it's important because weren't there like two or three ace venturas it it sets the reason for why you know oh uh, i might yeah. watch it yeah, we might have to put it on the list. Um, I mean, also got, in nineteen ninety four, he did The Mask and Dumb and Dumber. He was working. Which he got paid like Dumb and Dumber got him seven million, and yeah, the the second Ace Ventura got him five million. Then he did twenty million. He got twenty million for the Cable Guy in ninety six. Yeah, and that was which people like were hating on him. Why? He's because, a funny dude. I get that. 
It was funny. So, okay, so Jean-Claude Van Damme, this is a random fact. Jean-Claude Van Damme literally heard how much Jim Carrey was getting for his movies. And in 1994, Jean-Claude Van Damme was one of the highest paid martial artists um, in the world, right? Mm -hmm. So he heard how much Jim Carrey was being paid and he was like, I'm not doing any more movies until I can get 5 million, 20 million, whatever Jim Carrey was getting paid for like that movie at the time. And the... um, the movie heads and producers and directors literally were like, dude, fuck you. And turned to actual uh, people of origin, like the people who would have been doing these things. And that's why you had a transition from Jean-Claude Van Damme to you had more Asian martial artists because they were unwilling to pay him that much money. And these martial Mm. artists had been doing um, film and cinema, like, you know, doing it on their side, like China, Japan, Thailand, whatever they had been filming and were popular over there. And they had just been copying little versions of their movie anyway. So they were like, we can pay them for half of the, you know, a quarter of what we're giving you but they're going to appreciate it and they'll get the popularity over here and we can build them up to success instead of paying you because you're just being greedy and this is all because i think it was it might have been because of the mask so if he got five million for the mask john claude van damme was like i need five million for all of my movies because i work way harder than that guy and they said no (laughs) no as long as he fucked up like oh i don't want to pay you so i'm gonna go pay somebody less and it's their craft already. Kind of, mm. but it also opened, like I said, they they were going to pay them less, but more than what they were being paid in their industry. Coming to American industry or coming to like Western Western cinema is going to give you more money. It's going to be, you know, more profitable. So they, they earned more per movie. It just wasn't as much as Jean-Claude Van Damme was demanding. Mm. So, you know, I see, but yeah, fucked up. So he also did the Truman Show, which I want to watch so bad. I've heard so many good things. It's basically like your life is being spied on. It's Big Brother. Yeah. And like, Mm. and I've heard so many things. And folks is like, it's a regular, it's like one of the, it's like how people speak of the Matrix. Mm -hmm. Like, they're like, Mm -hmm. oh, these are the shows that, these are the movies that you need to see. They are culturally defining movies. And I'm just like, Mm -hmm. I should probably watch this movie, but is that my cat? That's my cat. I'm like, do you hear this nigga? <laughs> I had to pause. I was like, oh shit. No, like, please. Go away. Hush up. Like, please. <laughs> anyway, rude ass. Um, he also did like in the early 2000s, he worked, he did me, myself and Irene, as well as, um, like Bruce Almighty, Lemony Snicket's a series of unfortunate events, fun with Dick and Jane, which is a remake with fucking hilarious. Yes, man. Horton, here's a who and a Christmas Carol. He worked. And this was all before 2010. Um, Mm -hmm. he earned golden globe awards for his dramatic portrayals with um, the Truman show and man on the moon. Um, And then this movie called Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind in 2004 got him nominated for a BAFTA Award for Best Actor in a Leading Role and another Golden Globe Award. Yeah, he he said April 2022 that he was going to retire, like he was considering retirement, which low-key, I get. He's worked a long time. That was since 1990 to 2022. That's a whole 30-something years. Yeah, like, Like, oh, wait. No, that's not 40. But yeah, sorry, math. But like long enough for a nigga to decide to retire. Yeah, so, and I mean, he if he made the, like over 30-something million in 
the nineties, then I mean, if he if invested you, it right, he doesn't have to did do it much, right. Yeah. Right. So now, here comes the shit talking. Yeah. Cause that nigga so, is an anti-vaxxer. And, and see, I have, okay. So you do the anti-vax, which I can kind of get into, but this, he's a serial. So people have said that working with him, he's very annoying that he is a, he's a, uh, method actor and he gets all into his roles mm-hmm. this is also kind of evident by the fact that he tends to date and be romantically involved with his co-stars oh, yes i have that as well the many people that he dated i was like what that the he, fuck? but the, that he was working with directly so during like, the time of them making the film he's able to convince you that he loves you and he's all about you like i just thought that that was very that's very interesting weird to me because yeah like, why, you don't have to be romantically involved with every you don't have to Co-worker. do it, bro. Like, it's really weird to me. Yes. So he was um, he was married from 1987 to 1995. He has a, a marriage, from, I mean, a daughter from that union. 1996, mm-hmm. he married his dumb and dumb, dumber co-star, Lauren Holly. That didn't last very long. 1999 yeah. to 2000, he was engaged to his Me, Myself, and Irene co-star, Renee Zellweger. Didn't last yeah. long. Jenny McCarthy, which is when the anti-vax shit comes up, um, they got together in 2006, and in 2010, they broke up. <sighs> yeah. 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 It's telling. I just... You don't... I don't understand how people can date the people at work and then go home to these same people. It's like, probably that's just so in each other's much. face. Like, like, you know, proximity. Get a life. Like, <laughs> that is life. That <laughs> no, is life. that's nothing. A life outside of each other. Like, if but I gotta see you at work and home. Have, yeah, yeah. That's and see, lie. even when he decided to date outside, he dated a makeup artist by the name of Kathriana White. They dated from 2012 to 2015. And in 2015, uh, Kathriana was found dead in her apartment from a prescription drug overdose. Oh, she yeah. was married at the time um, and had been on and off with her husband and on and off with Jim Carrey. But they, her husband decided to sue Jim Carrey for a wrongful death um, and for providing the narcotics that she overdosed on both Mm -hmm. lawsuits were dismissed um she wrote on they're not sure if she wrote it or what but it came from her ipad and she wrote him a very long letter accusing him of giving her incurable stds saying that he ruined her life that he had introduced her into all kinds of shit that he would not she would not have done if not um involved with him and then when the family went to court the judge was like um uh the judge was looking at evidence or whatever, and the husband's family pro- like produced information saying that Jim Carrey introduced her to drugs and also infected her with three sexually transmitted diseases. Mm-hmm. But Jim Carrey's lawyers were able to combat that and prove that that documentation about the three STDs or whatever was was fraudulent. It was forged. It did not exist. But the damage was already done. It came out. And when the lawsuits were dismissed, Jim Carrey's lawyers were like, he's going to try to get back to living life normally. Like he was like, he was a pallbearer at her funeral. He said that he loved yeah. this woman. And from the time that he heard about her death until um he was sued he tried to do things financially to make the family comforted because he felt like he owed it to her just because of i guess them being tumultuous and back and forth and the fact that they dated each other for so long but he came out and was like this was a woman that i love i would really wish that you guys wouldn't disparage me against you know her or whatever but the damage was done so 
I was wondering because the mother, her mother brought up the lawsuit after she had passed. And I was like, how do you Mm -hmm. know about her STI Mm -hmm. history like that? And I was like, that is interesting. Because they said Mm -hmm. that they found they found the first document that they that led them to file the lawsuit. And then while they were in um, litigations or whatever, they said that they found another letter on her iPad. But of course, that can't be admitted into evidence. And they were like this further. But there's no telling who wrote it. You know, they, mm-hmm. the fact that they even had the first one was enough for it to bring it to trial, but they just couldn't, they couldn't, that other one was inadmissible. Mm-hmm. Um, as far as him being anti-vax, it's because you remember, and we brought it, I've brought it up on the other episodes and I couldn't remember. It is Jenny McCarthy. It yeah, is both her. of them. Both of them. But I remember, I was like, it was one of them. And I was like, it was not uh, Melissa McCarthy. I was going through, like, <laughs> yes, struggling. Yes. yes, I remember that episode. Yeah, but so it is Jenny McCarthy. He wrote a whole article questioning the merit of vaccinations. And him and Jenny did a, a green out vaccines on the basis of removal of, quote, toxic substances from children's vaccines. But then I, I want to ask name hmm. those toxic substances james what are those toxic like i hate yeah because i can understand um wanting to get toxic shit out of the fucking well, fucking vaccines but y'all are fully inoculated and in sending your kids out into the world they blame vaccines because their child is autistic and i'm just like you so I you'd rather have a that. dead child than a than an autistic one and then my thing is most of these this is from the older you get as a man, the more you will have a girl and other like developmental disabilities from the sperm. And as, a, and as like, a that's just uterus having person, the older that you get, the higher your chances of having a an alternative egg or whatever producer. Like, that they're they have these facts, but I do blame them for the whole um, vaccine to autism link pipeline. So, but should we be fans? I am conflicted, but it's still a yes. I feel like I can't knock him for being, because they tried to, in the trial, they tried to say that he was into drugs and prostitution and he just wasn't. I'm a fan of the fact that he is annoying and dedicated and he means that shit. That's just who he is. You know what I mean? I am not a fan of the fact that he was able to use his platform to be so big and loud about vaccines. And I think it caused a ripple effect because I don't think that had he not been as popular as he was, that people would have listened to him to have that, you know, correlation. But I can understand being annoying, obnoxious, questioning a whole bunch of shit, being dedicated to the wrong things. I can understand it. And yeah, so he's a funny guy, in my opinion. Does that wave everything? To me, no. Because like he low-key, high-key, uh, sexually assaulted Alicia Silverstone when she was 19 yeah. and On was stage. 35. And I was but just like... again, I don't think that he would have... He didn't think of it at the time as sexual assault. He thought of it literally because he is obnoxious and he does things in a big way. And he but, probably put on a mask. I'm not excusing the behavior. Yeah. I'm just saying that I can understand from a person, from the people who have worked with him, who have said he puts on a mask. And when he goes into being this character, like he played some old actor um, 
in like a biopic. And they said he became that man to the point it was so he was not, they were not recording and he would be talking to you as though he was that man. And it got annoying that people were taking time away from the set to be away from it because we're not recording right now, Jim, you can drop it. But in order for him to be able to give his most to the character, he didn't drop it until they said cut for the final scene. So I can imagine he just puts his most obnoxious self into everything and he was winning an award whatever the award was he was excited and he was like kissing people that's a 19 year old woman jim that's a young lady and you are 35 and you should have thought about that but obnoxious him put on a mask and wouldn't have you know what i mean and that's the thing yeah i'm just like nah i mean because mind you most of his films are like I've seen most of his films, like '90s kid. Like you see, yeah. you know him. But also, yeah. I can mm. never. I don't have to watch it again if I don't want to. Like they aren't that memorable. See, Jim Carrey for me is kind of like um, Eddie Murphy. Mm. I'm an Eddie Murphy fan, and I didn't, it wasn't until I did the research for Trading Places that I was like, damn, that nigga really is wild wild for that shit and the rebrand is crazy it's the same thing the rebrand with jim carrey is crazy he did that his pr did Mm. that and it's enough for me to be like yeah that shit was fucked up but these movies and i have to you know sit with myself about that because me and my friend were talking the other day about um uh bris bris crown and um our our killer oh because he talked about those two people he released the whole album and um Briss so Crown. I, I can't it. Yeah. And Briss Crown. Oh Briss Crown. Yeah, I get it. Briss Crown. I can't get with him because to that nigga since that first and every time that every song. time every time that he comes out with something that I like from him or and I accidentally hear it, I'm like, fuck, is that him? Because I try not to give my because I don't feel like he's sh- he's shown redeemable characters. You know characteristics. I don't know that Jim Carrey has. So do I? Who the fuck am I? To, you know, it's so conflicting. It's so contradicting and conflicting. I need to work on that with myself. I say those two. Mm-hmm. My thing about the K. Really, I was like, what the fuck did you say? Irritate. it. That nigga isn't everything, honestly, and it pisses me off because it's like, damn, I cannot enjoy anything without being like, oh, did you produce this shit? Let me check for this shit. Like, god damn, haven't listened to Isley Brother in a minute. Come on now, the newer Isley Isley Brothers, you might just have to let them go because he all up and through there. Look, it's annoying. Okay. Yeah. All right, let's get into Christine Baranski. Yeah. Um, American Martha. actress, Miss Martha May Huvier. Yeah. Which I thought it was interesting that she was the only one who wasn't who or some like her version of who was real aristotic and uh money. I got a category for that. And okay, I love you. <laughs> <laughs> um Christine Baranski is a 15-time Primetime Emmy Award nominee, but she has only won once in 1995 for Outstanding Supporting Actress in a Comedy Series for her role as Mary Ann Thorpe in the sitcom Sybil. I was like, bitch, stop inviting me. I would not go. 
I will send a representative. Go enjoy. Baby, go. from my house. When they when they read my name, I'll turn from my TV to the camera and do a gentle wave and, do, and exactly. go right back because I'm watching from the couch. That's just disrespectful. That is. It's just like um, Susan Sarandon. I mean, Susan Lucci. Mm-hmm. The one, the soap opera lady who had like yeah. 25 nominations before she got her one win. Stop inviting me. I'm not showing up. I'm not buying a dress. I'm re- but, and if I am going, I'm repeating the same dress once every three years. Because what does it matter? I'm not going to get shot in it anyway. Like you're not going to take my pictures. And if you do take oh. a picture, just here coding this losing bitch down the red carpet. Why are uh. you here? Like, <laughs> just leave me alone. <laughs> But that's okay because she got two Tonys. No, it's not. It's not okay. It's but not okay. She, but, but she has two Tonys. <laughs> yes. And I'll be hard pressed to get one. And she got two drama disc awards. So And this is the thing. It seems like when she's on Broadway, she gets her dues. When she's on she TV does. or film, they can't they can't they see it for her. Shit on her. Yeah, like, they just what? don't see it for the girl. So that's interesting. She um on Broadway, she pay, played Mrs. Lovett in the Sweeney Todd. Um Broadway thing in 2002 and she won a 2003 Helen Hayes award for the outstanding actress in a musical because that role excuse me that role has a lot of singing and uh the the real thing on Broadway got her her first Tony so they recognize talent they see her when she's live it's just something about when it's like cut edit whatever that they're not giving but in this movie Martha Mayhouvier is something else okay I love her did you know that she was in Adam Family Values Yes, I want to say, is she the real estate agent? Nah, she fucking Becky, the goddamn counselor. I had to go back and look. Oh, I was like, you lying. Okay. She definitely. <laughs> okay, I'm for it. I love that. I love that. So, I mean, she works. She was married to an American actor and playwright by the name of Matthew Coles until his death in 2014. They have two daughters together. And for the most part, she just does her thing. She's she's working and she's probably one of the people that we know by face and not necessarily by name because they do not give her her flowers, but she deserves. Yeah, I'm a huge fan. I'm a fan. Um, the director of said film is Ron Howard, which I said, bruh, Ron Howard is American director, producer, screenwriter, and actor. He is the child actor that played Opie on the Andy Griffith show from 1960 to 1968. And he also played, nigga, he also played Richard. Yes. He also, I mean, you know, Opie, because if you've ever seen the intro, it's the dad, the Andy Griffith show is that black and white show that's Whistling, it's the whistling okay. ass intro, and they walking down the street or like walking down a fucking gravel road, and they go fishing or whatever. He played the son. Wow, that's crazy, right? He also played Richie Cunningham in the sitcom Happy Days from 1974 to 1980. So he was acting his ass off in his adolescence. Okay, he left yes. Happy Days to focus on directing and producing, and sometimes writing. He decided he wanted to do things from films to television series, and the man did not come to play. He he said he knew enough about what was going on with with everything with TV and like being behind the scenes that he felt like he could. And I felt like that was damn amazing. I felt like that was awesome. Yeah, he did Grand Theft Auto as his first directorial debut. He did um The Night Shift, he did Parenthood, which got him two Academy Award nominations. Mm-hmm. And he did the Da Vinci Code series. Yes. Which I was like, that man works. 
He works. He yeah. um he likes to do biographical dramas. He did A Beautiful Mind in 2001. Um, he also did Cinderella Man in 2005. He did something called Frost slash Nixon in 2008 in a a sports drama called Rush in 2013, which I think might be about um, the racing, the the race car drivers. I'm not sure though. Um, he also is um, co-chairman with a man by the name of Brian Grazer for Imagine Entertainment. They've produced mm-hmm. several films called, like, you know, they did Friday, Din- Friday Night Lights, Eight Mile, Inside Deep Throat. They also did television series like 24, which was huge. Felicity was big. The PJs with fucking uh, Eddie Murphy no. and Arrested Development. He works. Wow. The man works and he is yeah. he is eclectic and and creative i like it Mm -hmm. i'm a fan i like them i like them okay so let's get into what were the um the movies of 2000 that came out oh you want to do the budget first yeah okay so the budget was 123 million dollars which a lot of money but you can tell i can see i don't know why i don't know i thought it was a double digit in the millions $123 million is a lot of money. Uh, it's yeah. a lot of money. A million and a quarter. A lot That's... of money. Box office, $345.1 million. Oh, they tripled it, basically. Mm, I would say two and a, yeah, like two and a half times. It was a nice amount of money, but even if the way that they do it now, the residuals of that, like even Taylor Momsen, I was like, yeah, she's able to retire because her checks, her residual checks from every Christmas, every year from this movie alone, the CW, I don't know if they have it on streaming or whatever. Does the CW still exist? I don't know. It does. <laughs> but like, I don't know that they have Gossip Girl on streaming, but they recreated Gossip Girl, which meant that they had to pay her for her character or whatever. She doesn't need it. This movie alone is paying people out. $345.1 million in box office is not nothing to laugh at. It's a lot of money. That's a lot of money. Yeah. It was distributed by Universal Pictures um, and Filmflex. That's why. They got money. <laughs> big money. They had a lot of money to put behind it. Um, so what were the competing movies for the year 2000? So for the year 2000, we had Scary Movie. The first yeah. one? Yeah. Well... Yeah, we had uh, Charlie's Angels, the first one. Okay. We had Remember the Titans, we had X-Men, and we had Bring It On. Those are all hitters. That was Was a year to be in the theaters, to have your ass in the seats. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so let's, what is the synopsis? Yes, so on the outskirts (laughs) of Whoville lives a green revenge-seeking Grinch who plans to ruin Christmas for all of the citizens of the town. Honestly, they just needed to shut the fuck up. Look, uh, I, mm, I got, I got questions. Questions. What do your Afro lenses look like? My Afro lenses are the last these... thing. Oh God, we gotta change them next season. We I do. So my Afro lenses are these huge ass um, Afros with Mister Pillboxer, Mister Snow Miser's um, pillbox hat. No. I don't, um, no, go ahead. And it's a uh, blue ribbon and it's a uh, fire red, red fire oh, orange ribbon. Nice. We should do that. Yeah. We should have done that because I don't know who those people are still. And we it's should have like put a, it in there for me to know. It's a claymation one though. So I was like really, really old. 
Yeah. It's probably lit though. It's probably one of the good claymations. Nice yeah. <laughs> okay, so mine um is the upside down triangles with the dark lenses and we have the Grinch hair on top with the pics. It's finally time. Yes. So if yes. you want to let us know what them lenses is looking like on your end, hit us up at T-L-A-M-R-P-O-D at gmail.com or social media, how you've been doing it. And we can just laugh with you and keep pushing because we enjoy it. Yeah, I think that's all of our socials names that's as well. So For the most we part. try to be consistent because we, we tried our memory. We tried okay so, um, what are your categories that's the thing i have to go get my papers oh no i can start us off then <laughs> okay yeah start us off and i'll be right back okay okay then i have lol i have crime count i have harmless fun i have inattentive parents slash watch your kids i have the grinch had every fucking right and is this a cult? It sounds like a cult. And Loki, I got things to add to that at the end of the movie because I'm just like, this seems metaphorical. So, <laughs> okay. <gasps> All right, my turn? Yeah. Okay, so I have, y'all started it. Uh, <laughs> Cindy Lou, who got questions? Uh, LOL. How much is y'all damn light bill? Um, competitive ain't the word. And oh wow. Mm, okay. Okay. So we start off with this CGI clouds in yes. the mountains and the narration. I and was like, that had to cost money to sell. You know it did. And narration tells us that Whoville is inside of a snowflake. Now, I wondered. I did not pay attention to that. I thought that that was such an interesting fact because it makes it an even more unattainable place. This mm-hmm. is, okay, of course, How the Grinch Stole Christmas is based off of a classic Dr. Seuss book, you know, his story. And Dr. Seuss had, I don't know what the drugs he was on, but he had a creative he was ass. stealing what? novels and stories from his wife. Oh, shit. Under his name. Oh shit! Was it because of the timing? Women weren't able to write for themselves. I don't know. I just or publish. I don't know. But that's what the. So she yeah. was the one, huh? <laughs> yeah. Wow. But yeah. So they the narration tells us that inside of a snowflake that would fall on your on your sleeve or whatever that you would brush off and not think much of is a story of how the Grinch stole Christmas and the town of Whoville. And then when you, when it zooms in, you see all these grooves and moves. And I just was like, wow, this is amazing. Cause I was thinking of how much they teach us about the individual of snowflake and how none of them are the mm-hmm. same. And like, how fun. I totally missed that. I was like, Whoville, what the fuck is a Whoville? Where the fuck you get this from? This is a cult. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> it's a cult. Um, but the entire town, we zoom in, the entire town is, li- is lit for Christmas. And they say that they acknowledge other holidays, holidays that we don't know about, but they have other holidays. They just don't. I'm about get to say, they only show scenes for like Christmas. And I'm just like, is this just a Christmas? Because I mean, if you think about it, it's a snowflake. Snow only falls well, in the Northern Hemisphere around Christmas time or around yeah, so winter time. Winter time, they give yeah. you, yeah. So maybe this is when they pop up. Maybe they only serve, maybe they're just in the clouds and they're prosper. I don't know. That's a, that's a good question. I'm just, 
this not made for this. The movie wasn't made for this podcast. I'm like, oh God, yeah, I'm gonna start asking these kind of questions. I'm just wondering. So, they're all lit. It's pretty cool. Like everybody, yeah. On the streets, buying presents. Why is Cindy Lou carrying all these gifts? Cindy Lou had all the gifts. Dad was like, hold this. You are of service to me. (laughs) Daddy Lou, who should have been carrying that? And then you don't know where your kid's at. Yes. And then Cindy Lou was like, listen, isn't this like OD? And I was like, oh, shit. She might be the next little Grinch. They should have had a Grinch, too. That could have. But then it wouldn't have had a happy ending. It would have been that you got to change Cindy Lou's heart. But like, she, she just was like, this is a lot and y'all are doing a lot. And he was like, but that's what it's all about. It's about gifts and we got to do stuff. And it was very fun and chaotic. And he's like, let's go. And I saw a black who. I did too. And I was like, is you really black? I saw like, is you black or is you tan? But they were, they were both in customer service positions. Yeah. Yeah. So, but that was it. They only got two people in their coat. Yeah. Um, and then we have the teen who's that are climbing up the mountains. They have on their layers that lets you know that they do get cold. They're not like immune to the cold just because they live on a snowflake. Which, and they are climbing parents? up the mountains. But, like, where are your guardians? Because they like, going up there to fuck with who? The, the Grinch. Grinch. And it's like bad idea. They find his door and they're like, ooh, I want to touch it. And that whole inflatable Grinch that comes out with Max is the fucking That was hilarious. funny. The girls convinced they were like, do it for me, big daddy, which I thought was very funny. <laughs> <laughs> they used their wiles. And then when that thing came out and Max was behind the megaphone and they went sliding, like they literally, they could have caused an avalanche the way they were sliding down that hill. You don't have to avalanches in Whoville. Apparently. Because they're too cheery. It's just too a prime, you know, it's winter. It's the best winter. It's yeah. the picturesque one that Bob Ross would have painted. It definitely <laughs> is. It definitely is. Okay, you ch- you making me change my mind about this. Okay. <laughs> I'm like, this is Bob Ross's Christmas scene. This is Bob Ross's Christmas. Um. So, and then the thing is, is that, so Grinch, he had all these lights and stuff that was like intruder, blah, blah, blah. So he was like, Oh, you want to play? You want to see me? You want to come? He said, okay. And this is when I was like, yeah, y'all started it because he was up there doing his thing. But all you had to do was leave him alone. Keep That's your shenanigans down the hill. Yeah. Prime count. <laughs> For real. Because you I came st- and trespassing on him. That's where I started. <laughs> okay. Because <laughs> leave that man alone. That man ain't doing nothing at all. And obviously... He's like, oh, okay, they want to start with me. Let me go start with their ass. So he goes to town and he's like, oh, okay. Mind you, so he vandalizes a bike, which I'm like, okay, crime count. But then he he like burps in somebody's face. And I was like, okay, that's harmless. Like just rude. Just rude and I mean, nasty. Because he had yes. eaten an onion right before he left. Rude, yes. But also, why was you in my face asking me he questions? Ate- this is the thing. The dude just said hello. He was like, hey, there you Don't tell hello. me hello. What what makes you think I want to talk to you? I didn't come down here for that. He learned his lesson. Don't you never talk to nobody again. But it just was, he came to town and immediately just was destructing and fucking shit up, which I kind of appreciated because 10 toes down about how he feel, about Whoville, about the Who's, and about Christmas. And Cindy Lou leaving with her daddy and all that. And now the teenagers come down and they're like, we have fucked up by the Grinch. And they're like. 
They said, shut the fuck up. Did you just say his name? And the mayor's like, tell your rotten ass, funky ass kids. Was they up there on that mountain? Where where was you? Where was you, Lou? And he just starts judging the fuck out of his parenting. I like where they was like, the grants. And he was like, what do you want? Oh. Oh, no. (laughs) Shock. Fame. Fear. (laughs) He is hilarious in this. It It was very funny. But they, the mere mention of his name caused so much panic um the mayor did call it out he was like your kids went up there provoking him and this is not the time of the year to be provoking him which to me means that whoville who's the grinch everybody exists when it's not christmas time but they just don't get active until this time they just be hibernating yeah maybe they're in a cloud where is dr seuss somebody do a seance i got questions don't bring that back i just well bring it (laughs) she wrote it (laughs) <laughs> uh, thinking too much on this i just got okay. questions just, but, we just have questions but they the mayor is like we don't have no grinch problem here and everyone is like oh okay and i said how do you know that that was not much investigation because he said we ain't got time for that it's the 1000 year hoovalation because we shan't we cannot have these problems shut the fuck up and he's like we're not we're not doing that so everybody's like Cindy's like why won't they because Cindy Lou Who with the questions. She why really can't talk questions. about the Grinch. She's like, um, and, then, like and then when dad was explaining, he said he's not a who. And she was like, well, what is it? And he was like, exactly. He's exactly. a what? And I was what? like, uh, that's disrespectful. Don't call me no what, nigga. That's the But also, it made me think of um, this lady did a TikTok of like the black teacher from Whoville. And she was talking about, I think it's the baddest Mitch. She was talking about how. Um, like she, you know, puts on this character and she's like, yeah, because, you know, they wiped out all of the what's from the history book. They don't even talk about them. But, you know, he was not a who he was. a He was a what? And they tried to raise and they brought up the mention to the fact that, you know, Cindy Lou has these questions. But him being called a what made me think of her. And, I, and then it, it changed the way that I thought about the movie. I definitely after I wrote my categories, I was like, this is allegorical. It and is. I can't wait to get into it. So it is. But Sandy Lou does have the questions. Dad is is back. Apparently, he had time to go shopping, and now he's back at work in the mailroom doing his thing. Which I mean, did you have a long lunch break or something? Because <laughs> y'all like, had a lot of gifts. You had a lot, and then you just sent this girl home by herself. Because what them boys gonna do? They covered in. They terrified. Hopefully, they carried oh. them damn gifts home. <laughs> Hopefully, because he didn't bring Sandy Lou to work, and the Grinch yeah. was in there just mixing up shit, which. Which made me laugh because how did he get into the mail room? <laughs> yes, federal crime, crime count. But how did he get into the mail room? They he had they don't care. Everybody um, was on their extended lunch break shopping. Yeah, so so he and they're just mixing shit up. Jury duty, jury duty, jury duty. Pink slip, late notice, jury duty. That shit was fun. He said, "I'm fucking up the I, holiday." I like that though. I was like, "Oh, that's harmless though." The most you get is jury duty, or you a pink just slip, say, I which means go. that. A pink slip means that you're getting fired, and then a late notice on bills, yeah, evictions and stuff like that. He was fucking up people's holidays, and Mm. jury duty means that you may have to get picked and like go. And I, I don't understand why people wouldn't want to go to jury duty. Honestly, I, 
I get it because they don't, you have to sit there and that you have to devote time to it. And then they only pay you so little, even though they're like, yeah, oh, it's a service for the country. Like, I get it. I, I get it. I get it. Like, I would love to be on jury duty. Would they pick me? Probably not. Probably I'm not. Also. I'll never be picked. I'm never, they're going to be like, you're not anybody's peer. I fucking am. But I'm that's how you make peer. sure. I'm everyone's peer. But that's how you make sure that your jury is a mix of your yeah. peers is showing up in jury duty when they go through selections because if you if only white men or white women who are conservative show up then that's who your peers are going to be you yeah. know so it's kind of fucked up but <laughs> the Grinch was like on Christmas I'm about to fuck up your schedule maybe that have, was the point of it I must say they don't have judge trials on Christmas they ha- that's fucked up mm-hmm. in just been- and Hoovelations. working? You know what? So funny. So they're like running around and because, you know, everybody's doing stuff. And somehow Cindy Lou has been shipped off to someplace else. And she walks into the area where the Grinch was. And she <laughs> walks into the room and she sees this mask, you know. Um, this nigga parkouring on the ceiling. Just that shit was so funny. He was up in the corner like a roach. That shit was so funny was to me. Color. And the only reason he got caught was because Max sneezed and he had to say bless you. And he said contentate. And then when they came down and screamed <laughs> or whatever, the scream back and forth was funny. And he was like, you know, her little stutter. He didn't have time for it. She's like, you're the. And he said, bitch, it's me. Yeah, yeah. Be real afraid. Yeah, like, stop playing. <laughs> You know what it is. So he's like about to be annoyed with her, whatever, and knocks her into um, a sorting thing that's going no, down. She failed. He didn't knock her there. <laughs> she failed. I remember, like, he scared her, which okay, and she stumbled like, I get it. Yeah. And she was like, I lost my balance. And she yeah, felt, and the Grinch like, didn't even, the Grinch was like, I'm about to leave. But Max was like, no. And Max in his conscience was like, listen, we can't let this little girl get killed. Because that fragile she machine was, was smashing that girl, shit so hard. <laughs> my thing is, she was not going to get killed because honestly, they it was literally, it went like, do 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 and then on the conveyor belt and then it went oh this present is in front of you smash you got time to get off right here <laughs> you better tuck your roll you are seven where's your uh, uh, that shit was funny to me because Max was just like nah bro we not about to do that to this little girl so he's like fine 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 and he grabs her out of this you know suction down thing pretty much like a toilet like she was going down yeah she was going back up. and the thank you She's like, thank you for saving me. And he said, little bitch, I will strangle you. Don't you never in your life say I saved you. Never. You know who I am. <laughs> he was <laughs> he was going to walk away until she said thank you. He was like, uh-uh. He would have been me, cool. He would have been cool. But he, <laughs> he didn't do anything too difficult. Like, he just wrapped her up. Like, oh, that's and then he was fun. Like, yeah, which was funny because his versions of debauchery were mild for the most part. Very they're very much pranks. And I'm they just start, like, they started what that, are y'all I'm, scared of? I'm not a person that likes pranks. I'm going to be honest. Those type of pranks would piss me off. But it's not like he was doing things. He did vandalize a vehicle. He did break yeah. into the mail room. He is doing some bigger things, he but he's not. Or was it open? Was it open because all of you folks were shopping? Like, I was technically not breaking in if it's open. Hey, Guntus. So. So. 
<laughs> so yes, he she damn near unwrapped herself though. That's what made me mad. She was screaming for dad, and at first I thought she was in that box that was going down the conveyor or whatever. She wasn't. Mm-hmm. She's wrapped up almost as though like when you buy somebody um a chair and you're like, I don't know how to wrap this. So you wrap it like a chair. She was wrapped just like a child. So loosely. Standing very loosely. She took herself <laughs> off. She unwrapped her own bow. Like, girl, she's in there screaming for dad, like she didn't get herself out. Grow up. And he was so excited. He was like, Oh my God, you went and wrapped. So proud of you. Like, where where is like, look at you? Pay attention to your fucking kids. I just wondered if y'all are so y'all are so into Christmas that he that's what he you thought of. Like, oh look at you wrapping your presents. So I thought that that My was own funny. Presents. Me, Dad. I'm wrapping myself that bow on top. But anyway, they they have. I guess he's finished his work day. They're going home, and they come to mom, who is played by Molly. Um, Shannon. Shannon. I, I was I was gonna call her chandelier because chandelier is the next thing written on my paper. I was like, what? <laughs> because she's Molly out there. <laughs> she's out there getting it. She is wrapping the house, and they they pull up, and husband's like, Lou is said, "Wow, babe, this is wow." And she he said, "Where did you even get these lights?" And she's like, "From everywhere." And she's like, "Look, I got this chandelier from the dining room." And uh, Cindy, do you mind going in the house and getting the refrigerator bowl because I forgot that one somehow, and I need it. It, it the look is not complete without that bowl. That so, light bill, though. Mm. How much is your light bill? And then you have Martha May Huvier, who was right next door. Because she was trying to compete. And it's like, who said it was a competition? The competitive, the whole town is very competitive, though, it seems like. The whole town mm-hmm. has this whole vibe of, like, they need to be the best. But it made it, it was interesting to me that Martha May Huvier, who's a single woman, not married, no kids, lives in the same neighborhood as this married family, which said something with about- With three kids. With three kids, said something. And- and he works, and it seems like she's a stay-at-home mom. It says mm-hmm. something about the Whoville city dynamics, like uh, the whole like socioeconomics and the all of the logistics to what goes on in living in that city. There were no broke people. There were no broke yeah. people. Okay. Yeah. So Except that was Grinch. interesting. Mm. The Grinch so. lived north of Whoville, not in Whoville. <laughs> city mm. limits. <laughs> Gerrymandering. <laughs> that's it. That's it. So um, she stepped out. Martha May stepped out of her house. She real sexy Mrs. Claus giving it to you. She has this antique in her hand and she's like, it's a hundred years old. And it's a fucking light gun. She was just no, no, like, no. This, the chandelier that she had was, a, oh, was an antique. Yeah. It was a hundred years old, but she was like, this thing is brand new. And it was the, the uh, light hanging gun thing, which I think they have something like that now in real life. That's. Why? Somebody watched How the Grinch Stole Christmas and said, oh, I need that. Hmm. I just think, I, I mean, thought it was funny. There's a market for everything, so. There is. I thought it was funny because somebody, I did feel like somebody watched it and felt like they wanted it, you know? Mm-hmm. For sure. But did you peep the way that she was standing with the with the light gun thing? Knees bent, bent over. It was it was big dick energy. She was bop, 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 shooting it from the hips, just bop, 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 bop. Hips moving not. a little bit. And then when she finished, she came over and she <sighs> sexual. Mm. It was it was a sexual innuendo. Mm. Yeah. In a kids movie. They Terrible. and it was PG 13, but that's why. There was I was trying to figure out why. I mean, I'm sorry, not PG 13. It was PG. And I was trying to figure out well, why would the Grinch be PG? There were a couple of times that I was like, okay. 
PG, PG-esque. You might have to, an older kid might have questions, might want to know whatever. PG, mm-hmm. right? That's all that. Excuse me. Then um, you have the um, Grinch making prank phone calls. Which I do. It was adorable. He doesn't hurt anybody so for cute. real. So like, and he goes down the hatch because apparently there's a hatch from Whoville to the Grinch's His home. Mountain. And I'm like, how it does goes that work? up the mountain and it's fucked up because they're sending all of their trash down a chute that leads to him, which is why he has all of this shit. This is why he's like a, a hoarder and collector of, of other people's trashes because y'all are sending it to him. Bullshit. Environmental racism. It is. So he, but when he decides to go home, he's, he just goes through that phone, shoots his ass up there. He gets a plastic, like a bag of hazardous waste. He takes it in and he's like, you know, we're going to deal with this, Max. You'll come back and get the rest of it, but this is good for now. And then mm-hmm. we flash to Cindy Lou Who, who is at home. It's nighttime and she is in her little squeaky squeaky making a song about her her new disbelief in Christmas. She's like, what the fuck, Christmas? Me and you used to be boob things. Best yeah. friends. I was like, this a musical? We singing this? this? Okay. Is, this better be All the right. only song. How many times we gonna sing in this motherfucker? I was just curious, because I was, and she's like, <laughs> she was like, I don't feel the same about Christmas. Maybe it's me. Maybe And it's maybe y'all. Christmas feels the same way about me. Let me know. Write me like, back. I was like, okay. All right. Yeah. And then the letter that she wrote to Santa was like, I'm not sure what to write or what to ask for this Christmas. Like she was really conflicted and it was very much in her kid handwriting, like big, awkward letters, some of them backwards, Mm -hmm. like whatever. Um, But she finishes the song looking up at the Grinch's mountain with like this questioning and inquiry kind of look in her eyes. And I said, her little ass about to go up there. Yeah. Cause we get back to the Grinch and he is, he has a poster of one of your enemy and he's just throwing things at it. And it's honestly, the mayor. I thought that was funny. I recommend that's the way you yeah. have your layer. So it, to, to get it out, he was getting his stuff out. But also I said, that space is huge. He had it's way big. more like, you know, Whoville was set up the way that it was. Everybody kind of had their money, their comfortability or whatever, but the Grinch's space inside of that mountain, I don't know if he created that, if it was just a cave from when he got up there, but that space is huge and collecting everybody's shit just means that he has a plethora. It's like a, it's like a playground of, um, not an antique store, but it's kind of like an antique store where you just go and you could have so much fun in there. And he literally, because he lives by himself with Max, has been entertaining himself for years. Which is sad because he's uh. like, oh, um, he, first off, Max is his only companion. So like Max, he's only talking to Max, which he's like, oh yeah, we did good messing with the who, messing with the who's. And mm-hmm. he has to measure his heart. He's like, oh, yeah, it shrank again. And da-da-da-da. he's very proud of that. He goes to bed and he checks his messages. He has no messages. But then Wait, he's really outgoing. Quickly, really quickly, the silhouette scene when he was behind the, the screen and he was changing uh, whatever. That, that, screen. <laughs> that shit was funny for him to come out in the negligee. I thought that that was very funny. And it was lightweight, a PG moment because it is kind of see-through. Um, mm-hmm. When he checked his heart and it was half 
down half a size. It was itty the fuck bitty. Um, and then when he walked past from there, he tricked Max and was like, catch the stick. And then he's like, there's no stick. And I was like, you're such an <laughs> asshole because this is your only companion and you just treat him and so bad. And you just treat him so terribly. Max no didn't reason. deserve none of this. But For no reason. We are at where you are with the outgoing message, which I love and maybe if i ever record another outgoing message i will use it because he said if you utter so much as one syllable i'll hunt you down and gut you like a fish if you'd like to fax me press the star key that shit is funny that's boundaries too because he said i don't prefer a voicemail left and i don't prefer that you call me fax me instead because there is a way that you can contact me and let me know that you want you know want me to get back to you so i thought that was very funny um, back to his house being huge. This nigga got a zip line in the house. Yes. He is in a huge space. Um, he he zip lines to the lazy boy, takes off these little funky socks, and his socks crawl away in terror. <laughs> I like, wonder oh how they God. made that work. That is that was a nice cinematic moment. It was. It because it it emphasizes how, you know, not only did he come back to his area in trash, he's collecting their trash, but he's not he, why would he be showering and doing things like that often, whatever? He's not. So it, it kind of emphasizes what the book tells you about the Grinch. The Grinch is almost, to me, the Grinch and Oscar the Grouch were very comparable. Like they were yeah. very close in being the same, you know? So that kind of funky, nasty, even your nasty ass socks don't want to be around you no more because them socks were dirty. Mm-hmm. They were gross. So your feet have to be gross for the socks to run away. The whole scene where he's like yelling at the cave and only hearing his own voice bounce back until he yelled, I'm an idiot. That was hilarious. And that, that was echo well conversation, done. it was very much well done. And I felt like it was probably how I would act if I lived alone. Ship had me laugh very much. Um, <laughs> like I would probably just be talking to myself and doing whatever. And then the you're an idiot response to his whispers because he was like, okay, I'll tell you, I'm, I'm about to trick yeah. you. And it still came back, you're an idiot. That was very funny. But it really showed that he was like, oh, I'm glad to be alone. But then he just curls up on his lazy boy. He's really lonely. Mm -hmm. He is very lonely. And And so now we have Cindy Lou who's showing up at some people's house because she has questions that she wants to know about the Grinch. And we have the story of his birth. And again, it's mentioned that he is not a who. He's a what. And the reason that he's a what is very interesting because I felt like it was all decided by that strange wind that they described. He just came in from another, like a gust of wind brought him into Whoville. Maybe he would have been on the way to where it is. Yeah. So then Hmm. it was very funny because in that strange wind, his little basket hits another, um, hits another basket. And even from the time that he's being born and brought down. He was a menace. (laughs) (laughs) And he laughs about it. It was funny. Um, now, we I we have like, one of the babies that lands and the guy's like, oh, our baby's here and it looks just like your boss. Another PG moment. And I was like, what happens if that baby just come and y'all retire for the night? What y'all now, y'all and that's don't... exactly what it is. That's what they describe happening. They said, you know, he landed at the orphanage and we would have known he was there had it been any other night, but it just happened to be the night of our holiday get together. And we they are collecting keys because they plan on getting drunk. They are, been, they are partying. So he was and out there all night. All night, which that baby could have died. But I it mean, was interesting like, yeah, to me because her, was he, but... I mean, he does have her. You're right. But I just was wondering were there other kids that were left out because how many people went to attend this party? Because multiple people were there. So that meant multiple babies was left out that night, right? 
Yeah, I would think so, but seemingly all the babies so. like delivered on the same day. There was a whole, there was a lot of baskets that were floating down. It just depends on how okay. many babies' parents were at the party, I guess, because they would have all been left outside because they was toasted. Hmm. I wonder why they, if they are the ones that picked him up, they are the ones that named him the Grinch because they are the one that raised him. They why are. Did he didn't, him? Unless he came with the name. I don't know if part of the story, okay. story is that they come with their name on the basket too. That wasn't acknowledged, but it just, def- hmm. it definitely was interesting. Um, I also thought it was interesting that they were talking about him and like he was always a little bit interested but we raised him to have a love for christmas and they and gave him a santa hated cookie fucking christmas he hated christmas they From gave him a santa age. cookie and he bit off the santa head and they acted surprised but it is a cookie santa's he head was eventually going to be eaten oh he bit the plate yeah the it was a santa plate oh <laughs> <laughs> That makes so much more sense. I yeah. get it now. And he did, he mentioned something about something about death. I remember Santa, as a child. Bye-bye. Yeah. Yeah, he was definitely like, was okay. like, nigga, off with your fucking head. He meant it. He meant it. So yeah. That's interesting. And uh, we get to him in the early in the elementary, mm-hmm. I want to say, days. Yeah. In the classroom. And everybody's like, oh, okay, we're going to exchange gifts Santa and make sure you Claus bring it. Town. And the way Martha and the Grinch are like sneaking looks at each other. And mm-hmm. Mayor Booby Head is like all jealous. Young Augustus like, with his little outfit and the same hairstyle that he has as an adult. Yes. Um, and it was interesting because he was drawing Santa being blown down in his sleigh when he looked up and caught Martha staring at him. Like the side of his neck was burning because she was staring at him. And mm-hmm. he was like, oh, okay. So the teacher announces like, yeah, we're going to have um, a gift giveaway or whatever. And this is Cindy Lou Who running around collecting stories. So she's getting versions of the same story from multiple from people, which people. I appreciate. It gives mm-hmm. her a more unbiased collective of what she could, you know, try to think happened. And the mayor is saying, you know, yeah, I tried to take him under my wing. And I thought that was interesting because y'all was both eight. How could you take him under your wing? You're but some really, lying ass because you were a bully. You were sending yes. him. And yeah. I like, called him, said he shed, told him that he needed to shave, like all kinds of shit. Just really bullied him into feeling bad about his appearance. And I liked Martha, no lie, because she she yeah, clearly Martha. still had uh no the interview with Martha because she clearly still had feelings for the Grinch during that. And she definitely offered up the crush info and and Cindy Lou who was like. I didn't ask you that. And she was like, mm, uh. <laughs> she still was held up in her feelings. And it was interesting because all of her other classmates, we can assume, let's say we assume that the Luhu family are, they're all of the same age range. Augustus is graying. She has held out. She's not, she's not married. She is single. So this love that she's had for him is longstanding and she's kind of stood with it. She's been one of the more, um, like a highly eligible bachelorette in the city of Whoville waiting mm-hmm. for Grinch. Yeah. So, but the fact that, so he let the mayors talk and get to him and he goes to shave his beard, which I don't know, was it a beard? I think that was just how his face was made. Like he can't help that. And he went to the party with the goddamn 
brown paper, with a bag, brown on paper bag on his head. And head. I felt so bad because he worked. This was the first time he was interested in Christmas. And he, he was really working all give, night. He, he really did wanted to that. give Martha that gift. He said, I made this for my girl. Yes, he was like, he was taking heirlooms, like, you know, all kinds of stuff. I don't know where he was finding heirlooms because he was raised in an orphanage. I don't know if he was taking somebody else's, he like, but he his, did. His mothers, which are, were they a gay couple? No, I think they were like the nun or the nuns of the orphanage is what my mind was thinking. But who knows? They might have just been the gay couple because there was no other kids dropped off. So maybe they are. Because yeah. the gay couples get a kid too. Yeah, but they got, the, ma- okay. they got the ostracized kid. Yeah. So the kid was already going to be ostracized. And then went, okay, I like that. I like that. So, so we'll talk. Yes. So Martha May, when he, when he gets to being told to like reveal his face the attempts Which, that he made were so he tried should so not hard. have like forced him pressured to do him anything uh-huh. like and she was in the wrong and the fact that if he took that bag off because he tried so hard he was he like, took the okay. bag off and he had his boot up and then you saw like the nicks on his face and mm-hmm. every even the teacher laughed that shit pissed me off i was like fight the ass she did she did them. and he was in elementary school and he decided he was going to fuck the city up which i was at that point he deserved he fucked up the the um classroom said fuck yeah. this holiday he knocked over the um the tree he broke his own toy he threw some things at the boxes of toys that were boxed up and wrapped or whatever and he dipped he ran away and cried and young martha went and picked up the the tree topper and she mm-hmm. was crying with him but nobody chased him he was that's my thing he climbed that mountain and it goes it goes the little transition from him as a kid to him as an adult so i think mm-hmm. he did build that all um, on his own layer, all on his own but why didn't no one look for him Obviously, this is how you would know not him. have gone home that day my his parents would have been looking for him yeah what happened and then and then it came to the realization that at one point the grinch had on clothes we are looking at a grown-ass naked grinch he's outgrown all he's grown out outgrown most of his clothes when he climbed up there he had his little outfit when we see him grown he's standing there naked and multiple times throughout the movie you see him trying to put on clothes to be presentable to go down into town he doesn't Mm -hmm. go down there nude he is naked anytime we see him up on the mountain and in his home he is naked he is that's the way to live (laughs) honestly honestly honestly. Um, the the, the clothes are overrated Um, but the narrator was trying to act like he didn't understand why the Grinch had this hate and that kind of pissed me off because you could tell that the Grinch the Grinch had plenty of reason if you were just watching and the narrator was explaining and he could have been unbiased but he wasn't he was obviously on the sides of the who's which fuck them niggas i hated them them. the way he goes through the yellow pages and naming people and just being like hate hate you hate that shit is hilarious because entirely i love (laughs) that shit was funny as fuck and then we get to christmas eve and it's his birthday because he came it? down, he came down on Christmas Eve in the basket. I didn't even realize. So the jubilations start on his birthday every year, and he decides that he would rather be blacked out than to deal with hearing them from a distance because he's been ostracized. He has been um he has PTSD. And so he literally is like, Max, get my my knockout medicine or whatever. And it's like a, a fucking mallet. Smacks him. He would rather be knocked out. I get it too. 
them enemies. Damn, I didn't even think about the fact that that was his birthday too. But we get that town square meeting, and they're mm-hmm. like, "Oh, onto the, the street lights." She's and... like, "Come on, y'all, we gotta, we gotta go." Damn, <laughs> <laughs> what are you doing? Where are you gonna hang that? Where, she said for the tree topper. It was the tree topper. Oh, that's what she said. I found the perfect tree topper. Um, <laughs> yes, okay. for my Christmas display. Got it. Get it. Or maybe it was just for the Christmas display. But she was with it. Um, but they have the ca- the town meeting, and Martha May is like bouncing up the stairs. And I said, "Oh, this bitch bad." She looks like the every outfit was just. Ooh. It was so great. She looked like the 1996 Black um, Christmas edition of the Barbie, and that shit was magnificent. If you don't know, yes. please look it up. It was beautiful. And they're like, oh, we got to nominate. We got to do nominations for our holiday cheermeister. And here comes Cindy ass. The Grinch. Yeah. I would like, like to nominate, nominate the Grinch. And the whole town paused again. The mention of his name really makes them uncomfortable. They are. They didn't like him from the time that he was a child. They do not like it. And she said, nah, nah, nah. Because the mayor tries to be like, we can't do that because the bylaws, bylaws. And Cindy Lou said, yeah. nah, bylaw, bylaw. And this fool made up something. And the town is just going back and forth between this adult and this child, not knowing who to believe or who to support. The thing that pissed me off is they made his name a negative. Like, this, y'all are all assuming... Y'all are what, 30, 40? This is a yes. whole lifetime that yes. this man has just lived and just he's just been ostracized. It's not like, oh, this legendary few like 50, 100 years back. Like, fuck y'all. Yeah. Y'all had no that was that was empathy. messed up. But she she causes enough empathy with them that call that is black white turns into a coup. The the uh the mayor gets outvoted or whatever and they decided that okay fine do what you want to do and he's like I'm, he's not going to show up and when he doesn't show up i'll be headed you know because be he always the wanted best. the crown anyway so he wanted he had a plan turns out he had a plan that he needed to set in motion it, it, it only yeah. worked out if he was the the cheermeister but uh, so. okay fine and they start singing and because now it's time to get Let's get this party started, right? Yeah. And they're singing, and the Grinch, who has knocked himself out, he's blackout stage, he's in his bed. I, he starts singing along, and I, I decided for myself that that music had to be loud as fuck because it made it all the way up the mountain and permeated his walls and his sleep. He is sleeping in and and singing along with them. And he's like, fuck, I hate y'all. So he gets mm-hmm. up and he starts running all of those blenders because he's trying to block out not only the sound of them, but his own thoughts from recollecting and singing along or being able to catch, you know, when you know a song, you it doesn't even matter how much of it you hear. You can pretty much guess where the where they are in that part of the song and come right back. Black people can come right back into that song without, you know what I'm saying? We could, we really could. Jim Carrey. Well, the Grinch was that gave me that the it gave he needed to to drown it out because even without hearing it, he would have been able to step right back in line and hit the two step with him. And he said, no, I need y'all to shut the hell up. He was blending nails just to drown them out. And oh, here my comes God. fucking Cindy Lou. And I'm like, nobody. First off, nobody is watching you. You are seven. Stop going questions about, by yourself. About the same age as he was climbing that damn mountain to get up to where he was going to be, right? And she gets up there and does a B and E through Max's door. Because she knocked and he couldn't hear because he had the, the blender going. He had the monkey going. He had the everything going. Yeah. <laughs> so, but my thing is, is that she, if she didn't invite him, nobody was going to invite him. They wouldn't have. 
They and I was it. like, y'all are some and fucking see, haters. Cause I was going to say, because they did the nomination. Mail. Right. They did the nomination, but he wouldn't have gotten the invite. Like, mm. they pissed me off. Yeah, they was going out of their way to make sure that he wasn't in, he wasn't included. But then immediately when she called his name and he stood up, he said, what the fuck? And he ended up breaking his little monkey symbol thing because he was so thrown off by why this little girl was in his space. Why are you Uninvited. Uninvited. Why are you <laughs> here? That's you what he asked. Me? That is yeah. exactly what he asked. Why are you Dacity. here? He said, um, the chairmeister, I nominated you, so I need yeah, to come down to sound. Like, I don't want no parts of that. He was trying to scare her into getting the fuck out. And it really should have just been a little, a little toss out the door by little, little bitch, get out of my space. But she's like, please come on. And she's following him around the house. And he does a third wall break where he's done all this stuff to intimidate her and scare her. And it's not working. So he's like, kids today are just seeing too much. Of course, wall break. Fourth wall break. My bad. Fourth <laughs> wall. So, um, then he's just like, whatever. And she's just like, yeah, just come on and you get an award. And he wasn't interested until the award. award. That means there are losers. A town full of losers. That shit was hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> that shit was so funny. And then oh he was like, God. tell me, how devastated were they? And yeah. she's sitting there feeding him. The mayor was torn it, up. Like, oh, mm, it was bad. Really stand it. And he's oh. like, Martha, she says, Martha May's going to be there. And he's like, oh, for the chance to stunt on Martha May and be a winner in front of a town of losers and her, and her? I'm, I might be with it. And she's like, really? And he's like, mm, no. no. So it made me laugh because <laughs> she happened to be on the shoot for him to send shit back to the town, which I thought was interesting. It was a nice level of like balance because he can send stuff back to the town. Yeah. Well, yeah. She goes, he you know what I mean? Like he he only doesn't. Seems, he, so, so he's got more grace and more consideration consideration for, he likes but also hoarder i kind of named him a hoarder in my mind because he likes to hold on to stuff that he invites in everything else get the fuck out that's so, true and she basically um, goes down like a slide and this and is a just game screaming. to her she's having a blast just right. <laughs> having a blast so the the this is when he breaks down his schedule and he starts talking about why he can't <laughs> He's so girl. He says, I am busy. Four o'clock, I have to wallow in self-pity. 4.30, I have to stare into the abyss. At seven, oh, I'm sorry, at five o'clock, I have to solve World Hunter and tell, tell no one. I said, what? I said that. Right, because why would he? At 5.30, he has jazzercise, and he does jazzercise for a while, and apparently he incorporates time for a shower because it's not until 6.30 that he goes to dinner with himself, which he and cannot he can't cancel. cancel. <laughs> can't do that. He's already canceled too many times. <laughs> then at seven o'clock, he has to wrestle with his self-loathing. So he says, I am absolutely busy. There's no fitting that in. Maybe if I move it to nine o'clock, I could. I could just stare at the ceiling and slow sli- slowly slip into madness, which I thought was interesting because aren't we all? Yeah, in our own ways. Like, fuck. So I just thought that was very cool. So he's going back and forth and he's like, I'm going to go. I'm not going to go. I'm going to go. I'm not going to go. And, and he's like, let me find something to wear. Because if I can this find is all something about to wear, outfits. I, I'll go. And if I can't. The way he grabbed that cloth off the table and nothing, nothing happened. Moved. And he had to, I read that that was, he was supposed to have things fall. And then when it didn't fall, because he did it too well. He had to go back over. Fun fact, he really, that scene is, it is filmed exactly as it happened. He, (laughs) Jim Carrey, 
has done that trick on other shows, on other whatever he's done it. And so he just did it too well. And they said they had to cut as soon as he walked off because this. they said that the entire set busted out laughing so hard. Like they were like, oh my God, it was so good. And they kept it just completely unscripted. But yeah. the clothing montage was also very interesting because he had nothing to wear, nothing to feel comfortable in his body. He bent gender norms. He put on his kilt. He was like, it's not a dress it's a kilt whatever i guess that's not gender norms that's cultural because had he had he said it's not a kilt it's a dress it would have been basing gender norms but it was more a skirt because dresses cover up the t- whatever um but again acknowledging the fact that he was naked he is naked when we see him in his home and the freedom of his space he is nothing to wear until that yodeler who is again trespassing well he's on the mountain i don't know if the grinch they claimed, called like, it all the of the mountain, mountain. They said the Grinch lived on the mountain north of Whoville. So as soon as you hit the Whoville County lines and you see that line and you and the the what you call it just pointed north, you are trespassing. Don't come up here. As soon as you start your ascent and start climbing, do not come up here. Like why would and I don't understand why you need to yodel on top of a mountain. Is that cultural? Oh, maybe it carries. You know. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I get it. Yeah, but so I like the stolen overalls. He was modeling it too. The he was in his, I was going to say, what is a yodeler outfit called? I don't know. Oh, I thought they were just overalls. No, they look like overalls. Um, it's Leyden Hosen. Yes, because that's not American. It's mm-hmm. European, German, I think. Um, I was like, I don't know the country right now, so <laughs> so. <laughs> The mayor is down here doing his announcement. And, oh, okay, surprise! Uh, the Grinch did not show up, and I was like, "Shut up!" Like he the, is like, such a punk. He get on my nerves. I mind. hate him. So he just was like, "Yeah, he's not here." And then no one was, invited him. He would have like, gotten the invite if not for Cindy Lou Who. So he's up there, and he's like, "No, I'm going. I'm not going to go." And Max said, "Get your ass out, you old lonely bitch!" And pushed. He flushed him. Pulled the get lever. out. Pull the lever, crunk. Yes. That's all I could think about every time they did that. So, and even I, down the street, he was like, "I'll flip a coin," and I'm like, "You're already, you're gone. already, yes. you're already like, here, my guy." There's no decision here. And when he landed, he came in the last time. He he landed in um, a pile of snow and just kind of was able to go about his business. This time, he goes flying. He's bouncing off because they have the yes. town and he just goes flying and bouncing into things. And he lands directly in Martha May Huvier's cleavage, right on top of her, in her boo boo. In her, I mean, in her bosom. And I was just like, why? Because mm, she needed that. Ah, she needed a little Stop bit it. of pressure. Listen, foreplay. Um, ah, I mean, not- it was. It, it, you know what I thought was interesting? The mayor's assistant, Lightweight, had this homoerotic crush on him. I get being his assistant and want to do and like, I'm going to show up and do it. Boy. But it was yeah, a little bit of curiously uh, through you. That's what that is. It was a little sack licky, in my opinion. So the mayor. <sighs> He got on my fucking nerves. But the way everybody was like, every time he moved, he was they, like, <gasps> and then they said, oh, like, bitch, are you okay? He said, boo. <laughs> and they <laughs> lost their shit. That lost shit was hilarious. Shit. Hot crowd, hot crowd. 
And he's like, that was like, the tongue movement. Nah, nah. It was nah. so he's so he's, weird. He's so weird. <laughs> and he was like, yeah, I was promised an award and a check, Cindy Lou. <laughs> I didn't say that. <laughs> I didn't say no, that, Cindy. No, you could have just you could have just let him have this. But then the mayor is like, okay, well, since you're here, uh, we have a family reunion. It's your two biddies. Now, I don't know what biddies mean. I don't know if that means your old maid. I don't know if that it, means your old lady. I find it to be derogatory in a way. Because I think of biddies as titties, thanks to uh, Missy Tickle Elliott. Bitty. But that's not, yeah, that's not what that meant at the I time. I don't know. Biddy gives me the same feel as Spinster does. Exactly. That same like old barren old woman. And I think that's what it is. If mm-hmm. this was two barren old let not even barren, but two lesbian women who just was like, I don't want no sperm, but I want a baby. Those are your biddies. And they came up and he was like, Y'all are still alive. I would have assumed the <laughs> same thing because you bitches didn't come look for me. So I thought you were dead. Because what did the teacher tell you? I don't like it. I, I didn't just, like it. And- they put that little the the uh, light sweater on him, which I kind of want that sweater. Hilarious. I wonder if this like what started the ugly sweater trend, but um, he is now cheermeister, and they're like, he said, "Well, where's the the award or whatever?" And then he said, "Well, you, you get that after." You gotta judge the fudge. Yeah. You gotta, you gotta judge do the so much. You gotta, you gotta be in the head of the conga. You gotta, <laughs> you gotta, you got the sack to do. race. Like I was like, damn. that sack race. That the sack way. race was gold. That sack race was so good. And he's when he won and got lifted over his head, he was like, no child is better than the Grinch. That shit was so funny because he is such a poor loser. He started, when they were feeding him all that food, he started biting at fingers, which I thought was hilarious because, yeah, y'all just keep stuffing stuff in his face. Gross. And he clearly doesn't want it, even though, I, and I wonder, because mind you, Max had that invitation in his mouth after he sent Cindy Lou down the shoot. Did it explain all of this that you had to do as a cheermeister? Because maybe he just saw Max with it and was like, all right, bro. Because, you know, his only companion, Max, has a voice in this house. Not a, not a huge one. Not weighty, but he has a voice. So Math, Martha May and um, the mayor are up on the stage. They're about to give him the award or whatever. And he's like, well, before we give you the award, we have one last thing. It's the, the gift pass off, which is where you give a gift and everybody passes it along the line. And everybody's kind of in this like line up kumbaya circle on the whole of of whoville and they started and he opens up his present because he's thinking he's been treated fairly decently this far he's he his getting into the spirit he's like, into the spirit and he opens it up and it's clippers and he has a lasers. flashback yeah he has a flashback and rightfully slow rightfully so he starts like fuming he is inside hot and the mayor's like oh haha good times just a joke and he immediately because like i mentioned i felt like the mayor had a plan he wanted to Mm -hmm. propose to martha may but it only worked if he was the center of attention so if the who's are over here supporting the grinch and liking him and able to find him a place of of like a place to fit into their society, it throws off all of his plans. So he does the clipper thing. It was already, he, he kind of, when the Grinch showed up, it seemed like he kind of slunk off to the backward, like background and said something to his assistant. But I feel like he got that so that he could do it in that exact moment. So all of the love mm-hmm. and like was taken away from the Grinch. And remember who he is or who he was the last time you saw him, that little kid with the, the hack job and all the toilet paper stuck on his face. That's who he is. And laugh on him now so that I can do this and get my girl. They definitely laughed at him. And I was like, what was funny? 
What was funny about that? Y'all are too progressed. Y'all too far beyond that. He's a grown man, but they did it. And he laughs. And he then, um, the mayor decides to go ahead and propose. And I was pissed off, but he has this huge ring and it was salt on the wound because not only did, did the Grinch come down to be the winner in this situation and to shit on all you losers, but he did it thinking he would be able to shit on all of you in front of Martha May, who's now being proposed to. With not only a ring, but a car paid by taxpayers. And then you pressuring her in front of the whole town. The whole town. Looking like, and waiting for an answer. And she's just like, huh, huh, this is a lot. And and in the nick of time, the Grinch steps in and he said, you know what? Fuck all of that. He said, fuck y'all. Fuck y'all he gifts. ran Especially his finger. Especially ones that end up at my fucking place. Especially those. He fucked up that taxpayer bought car. He said, this is bullshit. The whole season is stupid. The only thing that I like about this season is kissing under the mistletoe. And that's because y'all are wasteful and you only care about the day. And then he put the mistletoe right above the crack of his ass and said, kiss it, Whoville. Kiss my hairy green ass. Which they deserved. Mm -hmm. Um, And Martha Fainter, which I was like, girl, why? Because it was just so lewd. Um, and then just, he takes the clippers that don't need no wires, apparently batteries are already in, and he shaves down the the mayor's head, drops it and dips, and is trying to catch a taxi. And he's like, uh, I can't catch it. Is it because I'm green? Yeah. Which I thought, again, yeah. again, um, the and he, assistant he said, copies the haircut. do something, and he just he shaves his head too. So, yeah. Yeah, he's, that's a little bit too much loyalty and and camaraderie for me. Like it was a little much. He but said, he "Fuck this sweater, fuck this wreath." Took everything off. Everclear, because that had to be Everclear or some shit. Like the that, way he when he took that man's beard liquor, I start. But before, okay, before then, he steals the little car or whatever, and it's so we have a little or who's we have smaller who's and he sits on the car and he's like flying like you know trying to get in the way or whatever but the beard liquor made me laugh because he literally he was like hey old timer how you know that old man had had liquor behind his beer he doesn't drink it he uses it to light the tree on On fire fire. he was going to fuck some shit up yeah yeah. And so then, when he crashes the little car, I thought that was funny because it should have, it was like the slowest made, little leak. And it made the hugest explosion. I'm like, what? Oh and that was his time. He said, I'm a dip. I did. I enjoyed myself. And he went in that like, like, like it was like it was a, like it was a, uh, action movie that, that made me laugh very hard. Um, of course, the and mayor, he's like, <gasps> blames the Lou family. It's your fault and your fucking child's. And I told mm-hmm. you a fucking snot-nosed ass brat that we shouldn't have did this shit. But guess because, what? But I'm, I'm right. Like it's mostly because he was like, oh, I wanted to propose in a perfect way. You fucked up my proposal. I feel like, like that bitch, was you it. didn't really care about the who's. He didn't. His proposal was messed up because even so, they had a backup tree. He's like, that's cool. We got it. So when he hears them... You know, he turns around and sees them pulling out the tree and like their spirit is still there. It fucked with him. He was so mad, but he flushed himself backwards up the thing and he hears the Christmas countdown and they have four hours. And he said, you know what? They're going to be loud. They're going to be playing these instruments. They're going to eat. I'm going to fuck it up. He um, said, I need, I need to fuck it up. And then he was grossed out by himself. He was like, I'm speaking in rhymes because he had been <laughs> down there and getting in the spirit. And like, they don't even understand. Had they just been nice to him, he would have been cool. They couldn't do it. So 
he at comes all. into the house and Max is in there celebrating. He got on his he Christmas said, music. Evicted. Not here, bud. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Damn, Max didn't even do anything. You're not and even really mad at him. Off. You see how he was so able to be mean to the truest interpersonal relationship that he had, but he couldn't kick Cindy Luo breaking and entering ass out of his house. I felt some type of way about that. Mm. That was a yeah. child. I mean, and I, I get like this is an animal. <laughs> <laughs> But he goes and picks up Max and he's out of the snow and he's like, oh shit, I got an idea. And so and we got work to do. my thing is he makes a Santa hat and coat. He makes this sled. Out he of the biggest thinking, fabric that you've ever seen. He starts, the Grinch song starts playing in the background and this yeah. man, the Grinch is using his time wisely. He's working. And I said, he did the crash dummy test. Yeah. And I was like, how the hell you was able to do this in four hours, but you didn't have an outfit for the who? That's age. hilarious because you could have made one because you made your Santa Claus thing. He did all of that stuff. The air plugs were deployed all late. And he's like, whatever, that's cool. That's what the test was for. As soon as Max thought that he was going to have anything to do with this, he tried to run. And he was like, nah, bro, I told you, we got stuff to do. And the uh, fact that he was watching Santa Claus and he was like... This nigga only comes out once a year, but I get flack for it. <laughs> why That's it? Don't get why no do flack? I don't get you blaming me for everything? Like, the other part of that was why the fuck does Santa live so close? Like, how, where is this? I get that he had a telescope or whatever, but I was like, where is Santa that you could see him pulling off? Because he could have been fucked up Christmas. Honestly, he could have went over to that other mountain, and he had not. So the, I thought that I thought it was interesting, and then he realizes, oh shit, I don't have reindeer. Right? If I'm trying to. Yeah come in and do this i have to have reindeer so he's like max you're gonna be a reindeer this is this is your character freak with the red nose no one likes you and he was like crash that actually you hate christmas you're still in christmas action and the action. way <laughs> so they get into his vehicle that he has worked so hard on and they they fired oh up let's God. get it and legit i was like is he gonna melt his house it was so much flame coming from it behind so much like fire mind you this is such advanced technology where yeah. the fuck did you get this from I was 23 million yeah I mean <laughs> but, like but Grinch specifically I guess from the, the stolen know? shit I mean, it's not even from the the throne, the thrown away shit. Yes. And he had enough stuff and he had the hazardous material. I guess if you mix enough stuff up, you now have some of those things that they don't want Mm. people to have. You know, he it was he did that. And he was like, oh, they take off or whatever. And he's like, I'm going to throw up. I'm going to die. I'm going to die. I'm going to throw up, which I thought was funny as a person who has vertigo, um, because that's exactly what it feels like. Um, Yes. But then he's like cutting through the sky. He finally gets his control over the vehicle. And he's like, all right, I lost my shit for a little bit, but we back. And yeah. he's who, who, hitting it through that mountain. And so, of course, the first house he goes to is the Lou Who's house. And mm-hmm. they, the parents wake up and they're like, what was that? No, it's Santa Claus. Go back to sleep. Go, Go the fuck back to sleep. And I, was I like, thought it was interesting because he landed with enough force for the force. parents to be. You know what I'm saying? And if Santa Claus is supposed to be this, I don't get caught mythical dude. Why would you think that that's Santa Claus? But you know what? It's fine. But whatever. So So this motherfucker started off by releasing... Number one, he's sneaking in and he's trying to get into the chimney and he he shushes the narrator. Another fourth wall break. I thought that was very funny. Um, And then when he gets down there, he like, you know, let me get my 
slim ass down this chimney and he gets down there and he gets stuck but then when he finally like ah, ah, works his way down he released moths that is some diabolical shit because moths just eat up everything i'm scared of moths i do not like everything (laughs) and then he sucked up all of the gifts he took all of the food and moved on to the tree um he was like oh i'm about to take this motherfucker and cindy lou who come around the corner and she's like uh uh, hey ma'am what's up (laughs) caught and he was like she asked him because she was like sienna i'm conflicted about christmas what makes a good christmas what is it about he's like vengeance uh presents just kidding so so disappointed she was deflated she did not want that to be the answer he was really hurt but once i thought it was another thing that was kind of going into like him being a what and what the instead of a who and what that means. Cindy Lou Who was not able to recognize him because he had on a Santa Claus suit, but she had seen him in multiple other outfits. You've seen this person in other um, you know, displays. You don't see him and recognize him now. White people love to do that shit. <laughs> they love to do that shit. So that just <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> but she made a thing to be like, hey. Okay, it's about presents. Don't forget the Grinch. And the Grinch I really thought, I was like, she was like, he's good peep, Santa. I was like, oh, a child's guilt works every time. And I was it like, didn't. it didn't. He's, no, at all. <laughs> he just started just stuffing shit. He I said, was anyways, like, <laughs> he, he gave her what she needed to get comfortable and get back in the bed. And then he said, and I'm still stealing your shit. He said, nice um, kid, bad judge of character. Bye. <laughs> that shit was so funny. That was terrible. Um, but he, he took everything. He stole everything. He stole everything. I thought that the the blue tree with the blue presents was real fire, but he stole everything, including the cat. He didn't give a fuck. I'm Stealing taking cats. everything. And <laughs> he stole Martha May's engagement ring, and then was like, "Man, bitch, man." He went to um the mayor's house and had the dog kiss him on the lips. That was funny. And then Max drug his ass. He was so disgusted by kissing the mayor that he drug his ass on the floor. <laughs> Yeah, I thought that was interesting. Um, it was funny as fuck because the Grinch was in this plank position, like fingertips and toes. And did this oh, the way he was slithering, that shit was hilarious. Which is directly from the animated version. Mm-hmm. So I, I know thought how he did that. It's, you know, but... visuals and special effects, but I thought it was very, I loved it. I loved it. It was very awesome. Um, but he really he just did his own gallivanting. That's all he it was. They had been gallivanting. Was out of a dream and I was like how the fuck you do that but also just baby determination so um, I was like he just in the background just making all this noise don't nobody hear him they do hear him but they have been conditioned to stay asleep no matter what they hear because Santa's coming and you not supposed to see him or he'll take your shit back so even if they hear him they not gonna get up and do nothing about it okay because I was like don't they hear him and also how that sack full of all that shit? Like, how you gonna work that thing? And then the thing went flying. I was like, okay, thank That's, you. This is real shit. So he, it was too, it was too heavy. And um, the emergency vehicle, I'm sorry, his vehicle could not fly. And he was like, all right, Max, you gonna have to drag this shit. And Max pulled it all the way up the mountain. He got up there and was exhausted. Peter, what the fuck? <laughs> that shit pissed me off. Like, why would you do him like that? 
got done so wrong like really he did but then mm. he's up there and he's just anticipating like oh they're gonna wake up and it's gonna be so bad i'm gonna be able to hear the screams like they're not gonna be carol and i'm gonna hear it and he one of the last things that he did is tied the emergency vehicle that would have been used when people start calling and the cops have to go around he tied a string to the mayor's bed so as soon as the emergency vehicle pulls off the mayor is outside in his rollers and all of his like night cream like this the equivalent yes. of him trying to beautify himself you know so and- i thought that, that was the fact they woke up and they was just singing boo hoo, which I'm just like, okay. Ooh. And I'm like, but Ooh. here come the mayor hating ass because he didn't got dragged out of his home. And he's like, Invite the Grinch, destroy Christmas. This Invite- is what you get for listening to fucking children. This what is your fault. And here come Daddy Lou. Daddy Lou said, You ain't going to talk to my fucking child like that, you really fucking bully. I feel like it was the grown into her nose thing that made him be like, hey, bitch. Like, <laughs> just stepped up. And he and the mayor, like, what pissed me off is that the town was just going to let the mayor bully this little girl in town square. Like, this is they the whole 30 something year old bullying a seven year old. I would say he's in his 50s because he's silver gray and he or maybe just the stress of being the mayor aged stressed. him I'm because the, say, the narrator did say 30 you, years ago. How old would you uh, put Martha? No, they're at, I'm going to say they're in their 40s because this story happened. Yeah, but I think the narrator said at the beginning that it happened in a snowflake 30 years ago or something like that. I could be confusing that with um, with Elf because they had the same type of intro of like however mm-hmm. many years ago. But I want to say that even if they were eight when he ran away and then it's 30 years since then, they're closer to 40 than, you know what I mean? Then they are. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I can could, I could see that. But dad was able to to support Cindy Lou Who and she was like he was like she has a point y'all are all wrong fuck what you, fuck, you know fuck what you talk about presents. yeah we yeah. was robbed fucking blind and I'm glad because now I can appreciate my family because I at least have them on this day and that's what it should be about you rotten bitch and he said this is my child you gonna step yeah and, and didn't Paul and the fact that you everybody was behind him they were like yeah you right you right ain't nobody all of a sudden okay oh following ass niggas so he he slinks off like you know the mayor's all fuck y'all because y'all gonna need a mayor tomorrow so do what you got to do today and i'll be back in your face tomorrow Mm. and um cindy lou who is deciding to i'm sorry mom got randy in public she got turned on by dad support yeah yeah um and then cindy lou who because they over there kissing and being nasty she said i'm gonna sneak off here I go back and up I'm the mountain. Visit the Grinch, and I'm just Again. like, God damn! And, and he's he up there. Is mad. He said, "His eyes, it? please." Did you notice that the, the eyes were like yellow before? But then when he noticed, like maybe it was because he had been up all night. Maybe it was pure vengeance. They were a, li- a slightly like amber, orange, reddish tint. When he turned and hurt them, Caroline, he it was the the most evil that he had looked in the entire movie, in my opinion. Mm, I didn't so know yeah, that. yeah, interesting. And he's sitting up there and he has the realization because they're caroling and he's like, I done took away everything. It's not the gifts. It's not the trees. It's not the decorations. It's not even the music. It's the fact that they have each other. And his little realization made him. His heart he starts, started. Yeah. yeah. Which really what it should have been is that he should have tried harder next year. That's all it is. If you first fail, try again. <laughs> like, I don't right. understand why this. <laughs> like you could have just not like fuck them folks fuck 
them. Why are we here? Why does their joy all of a sudden mean that it's your joy? Their joy should mean fuel for your for your vengeance. If well, anything, let it fuel your anger. Like stop. Let it burn, Jasmine Sullivan. What are we doing? It fact, just it was a lot. And then grew, I was mad. Now, this is the thing. I said, maybe he's crying because his heart threw, grew three sizes in that damn time in that day. Maybe it's pain. It wasn't. He was sentimental. <laughs> maybe was it's sentimental. pain. <laughs> and the like, fact that-, that the sunrise even came and it was all beautiful when his heart did the thing. I was like, man. And he, and he was like, I love you, Max. I love. And I'm just like, you should have been told him that. But you, you should have harbor that hate in your heart for them. Boo. You could give all of the love that you're feeling to Max, who would definitely appreciate it. And not the Whovilles, like the Who's of Whoville, who wouldn't. They wouldn't give a fuck. But of course, now he's up there and he's full of love. And, and he's, like, he's, oh, he's like, oh, the presents I are up there now. now. I'm like, air, God damn it. So he runs so, up there. And I'm just like, okay. It's just presents, like, and thoughts. But he was so determined. He wanted to give it back now. And he's like, fine. And he gets up there and he's trying to pull it. And at first he can't. And he's about to give up. And then Cindy Lou, who little punk ass pop up. Because I was like, where the hell is Cindy Lou? This Man, time she didn't break into the with a fucking set. <laughs> would you be there? How the fuck did you climb that one? But honestly, they be, they be climbing that mountain with no gear whatsoever. So they pretty good climb. She was able to sneak into his house before. Why of all things would you sneak on top of this On top of the mountain. On top of the edge of a cliff, you dumb little kid. Like, why are you? And the way <laughs> she now said, I came to see you because it's Christmas. And was I was like, like damn it. He was like, oh, I love it so much. Now he got to fight for her life. This bullshit. That adrenaline started pumping. He was like, I have the power, head ass. whole shit off of the fucking side of the cliff and then took it down and was like, you know, we going to get off this side and put it down. And he's like, yeah, yeah. Feeling himself because love is the answer. That's not. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm with you. Just for real. I was annoyed. I was like, this is not even what it's supposed to be. I don't get it. But they ride all the way down. And the fact that his break was a boot, hilarious. What was funny it, to me was that he was at the back trying to slow it down with that break, that boot break, right? And she in the front <laughs> over there uh, steering. So when that, when I saw that, that made me laugh. And then he comes around, they go around a curve and she hit that shit a little wide. So he comes flying <laughs> off the curve and lands in the front. And she's like, are you okay? And he's like, the sun's light and the powder's bitching, which is a PG-13 type, I mean, PG, but PG-13 in my mind because the bitching part, but it's a reference to snowboarders. And ah. the snowboarders want the sun to be out so they get that amount of warmth, but they want the, the snow to be light for their their slides and all of that stuff. At first, I was like, is this nigga talking about Coke? Why would he be talking about Coke? I would, like, I oh, why would he be talking about Coke? So, because yeah, they are yeah. inappropriate and they'll like sneak. A child wouldn't understand that, but the adults definitely do. Yes. And because so, I was able to get it in that one, I was like, oh, look at me. Right. So he gets down there. They are like, they skirt, skirt. And Martha May Huvier and mom see this coming and they're like, everybody else is running. And them, they're like, uh, this look, has to be stopped. Only women. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Always so gotta do he, everything. They dra- They get the Christmas lights off of one of the displays and they're trying to stop it. And then it comes flying through and drags them down the fucking street. 
And then you got Daddy Lou in the front and stopping the name of love with his and, hand, and he stops it. Showing he up, he's trying to back. He's trying to stop the the presents and stuff from hitting the backup tree. They don't have a third tree. Yeah, it's the last one. <laughs> <laughs> Serious. I mean, and you don't need it anyway. But they don't need it because now we figured out that Christmas not supposed to be about this, but they it means something to him. But now he's he's like, okay, I stole everything. And I'm sorry. And I'm sorry. And, I was like, and the cops said, you... <sighs> what Why you would you apologize, apologize for? What do you have to apologize for? Like, they yes, started it. Is a crime. <laughs> but they started it. <laughs> yeah, uh-uh. stealing is a crime. I'll give you that. But also, they didn't deserve that shit. You need new shit. They keep yeah. throwing away their old shit. Mm, he should have given them all his old shit and took their new shit, honestly. He really um, should have. But they get there. So Martha May is, for her, somehow she's on top of the sleigh. I don't know how she got up I there because she was just being dragged behind it. I don't know how either. And I was like, okay, but... But she slides she's down. She's like, get uh, the back, Augustus. Fuck you and your mirror. Because I have someone I love. My heart has always belonged. And the Grinch is like, who the fuck she looking at? It looks behind him. Ain't nobody there that he would think that she'd be talking about. He turned back around and said, bitch, me. <laughs> I stole Christmas and your bitch. Ah, ah, ah. And did a dance like, on a bitch. Ooh, Get your look. dance on a bitch. Mm, that shit mm. was so funny to me. That because shit was hilarious. He quite literally was like, his poor sportsmanship and his celebration. <laughs> it is funny to me. <laughs> um, so he's now incorporated into the town a little bit. And he's like, oh, it's good. It's gravy. And Cindy Lou Who gives him a cheek, like a kiss on the cheek. And he immediately, she was like, oh my God. And he was like, what? It's Harry. What you got to say? Because I know y'all like to talk shit and I'm not going to be fooled again. I'm vulnerable right now, but this is when y'all like to get me. And he's like, what? 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 And she's like, it's warm. And he was like, oh. And then they all just circle hands and sing around the Christmas tree. This is where shit starts to piss me off. It's the last like minute and a half. And I got real angry. They get around this song so that he could join in, but he don't know the words, which is funny as shit. But then funny <laughs> as fuck. Martha May looks at him and he's like, well, yeah, I do know the song because he's been hearing it. Right. So now he's incorporated. Yeah. But then all of a sudden they're up at his shit. They're up in his mountain. He is hosting the Christmas stuff at his I shit. I, I said, get them hoes out. Because it's not enough space for all of y'all. Why are we here? Apparently oh, it is. When he cut the roast when he's cutting, And he's like, who wants gizzard? And someone's like, me. And he's like, too late. It's my shit. He's hosting so he can have it. But they are hosting in his shit. Why no. are we here? We could be in the town square. Stop playing with me. Stop playing with me. I didn't like that at all. I didn't, I didn't like, like that, that at, all. at all. But it zooms out and we end on the same way that we came in. We zoom out on the snowflake and, you know. And the town just gets smaller, and then we have mountains and the and the grooves of the snowflake, which was just so fun because yeah, the grooves of a snowflake could be as deep as mountains for something as small as a who. So, but I'm just like, what he doing with all that trash? Like y'all left the public health crisis. You did, and now you have all. And then who's gonna help him clean up? Because you know they're just gonna end at the end of the night. Bye, party over. Bullshit. That's why who this Grinch who stole Christmas too should have been the rise of Cindy Lou Who. <laughs> <laughs> And she just convert more and more people. Trying to tell you, you niggas don't really like this holiday. Let's get it. Oh my god! Uh, so, so now we are at the ranking and reviews. What does your scale look like? 
My scale is a big ass afro with a horizontal line going from zero to ten. And right now we're still at zero. What does your scale look like? Uh, I have the ten side profiles, big afro, big forehead, big hoop earrings with the afro pick that moves along the top. Mm, mm, mm. Okay, yeah. so what were your category rankings? Um, LOL had 29. This was a funny movie. It is. Crime Count had 10. It probably should have been more. Right for so, yeah. Fun had 14, though. I'm like, that nigga was just joking. Some of those crimes were in Harmless Fun. I could see it, the overlap. Yeah. Um, Inattentive Parents slash Watch Our Kids had 10. Mm-hmm. Uh, is this a cult? It sounds like a cult. This is a cult. Had 12. <laughs> mm-hmm. And then The Grinch had every fucking right. Had 13. You were so funny because y'all started it had 31, which is just the op, like the flip of your number. Cindy Lou got questions at 13. Um, LOL had 45. I found multiple things in this movie funny as fuck. This is also one of my favorite Christmas movies. Um, how much is y'all damn light bill had 13? <laughs> um, competitive ain't the word is had 22. And oh, wow, had 18. Mm, so what's your okay. ranking? Oh my god, I feel like you're gonna hurt my feelings with this, but my oh ranking was god. a seven point two five. Okay, see mine is like a six because Okay, that's not bad. I, was, I expected I you to so give way mad. lower. No. It was a good movie. I was just so mad at the fact that The ending, really? Like, bitch, why would you join them? That's your enemy. Why? Those are the enemies, and you should be trying to come back bigger and harder with more people on your team. What is you talking about? Like, you had every right to do everything that you did. Why do they... They didn't pay you restitution. They didn't. No they didn't make this better. Nothing. They didn't make so it better upset. for you, and you just joined along. Like, why? It just... Why? Like, I don't know. Oh, it's Christmas uh, season. Oh, we all got to get along. Then you make it right. You then get okay. You guys apologize. He came back and apologized for stealing gifts. What did y'all apologize for? Nobody apologized to him for bullying him, for leaving him, for never looking for, for him. Never looking. His biddies came out and they were just like, we missed you. No, you didn't. You never you looked for look. me. You didn't even send, you didn't even do a police report. You couldn't send, you could have sent the fucking police up there. Y'all climb Nothing. mountains so fucking well. Apparently, and you do it often. Apparently, you know where I am. Yo, yo, not even just my generation. Your next generation knows where I am, and none of y'all came to look for me. It Problems. There was, was some bullshit. Yeah. AMR's ranking is a 6.625 out of 10. IMDB gave it a. I accept that. I like that. I, I like that ranking, especially because IMDB gave it a 6.2 out of 10. Okay. And Rotten Tomatoes gave it a 49%, but it was trending down. Oh, I wonder why. I don't, I don't know why, but... Interesting. This is the first time that we're, like, higher than Rotten Tomatoes. One of the... Than both of the, both of the sites that we do. Yeah. I think so. Mm, well, late but done. That was season three, episode 35 with How the Grinch Stole Christmas. Our yeah. next episode is season three, Pickies. It is. I can't is, wait. We I can wait. We're going to take a nice break. We are. We are. It'll probably be um, somewhere in January. the new year. Yeah. Yeah. So. It'll be somewhere in January so that there's content yeah. to be there. I'm going to stop promising that we're doing TikTok things because every time we say we don't do it. I'm going to figure out how to put like audio on TikTok because we can just, I can snip it and just do do do. 
So. You right, you right. I got it. It's it's a lot to figure out with TikTok, and I'm like the technical person, so I let me figure it out, y'all. Because yeah, we'll figure it. Tips. We'll get it. So we'll get it. But thank y'all yeah. for the ride. It's been a blast. This is season three. This was our first holiday season, which was not as torturous as I thought. But I don't know if if, if next holiday season we'll stick on the holiday. We might just do something else. I mean, I got some movies next holiday season. Oh well, babe said we doing it. So we doing it. <laughs> Just a few, just a few. Just a few, hot quick. So this was it, season three. Other than the picky, that's it. Um, We are on a time schedule, so we got to snip, snip, and dip. Yes. Happy holidays. Happy New Year. Happy Hanukkah. Happy Kwanzaa. Happy anything else that you celebrate in between that, because if there's things that we're missing, we don't want to be disrespectful. Yeah. So love you guys. I can't wait to see you for the new year. Gang, gang. We out. Bye. Peace.